that one, and then we hit that one. You did it. Welcome to another incredibly awkward week without Kyle on the Circle Jerks podcast, your podcast home for all things NASCAR and plenty of things not. I'm Dan Walker, and with me today across the table is Mr. Norman Pelletier. Day late and a belcher short. Yeah, we are a day late. Thanks, America. And my lovely wife, Stephanie. Hello. So we are back again to tickle your eardrums. Uh, Kyle, unfortunately, has some family issues to deal with. Uh, Our thoughts are with Kyle and his whole family right now. He should be back next week, though. Um, and you will be back to his sultry voice, not mine, which is terrible. I already can't wait. That's me either. I want to be over there not doing anything. I don't want to run the fucking show. On today's episode, we will discuss NASCAR news, some highlights from Road America, listener questions, which we don't have a lot of, and much more, allegedly. But before that, Norm. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the people a little something. This week's episode is brought to you by what every week's episode is brought to you by. And that's B for B. Dan, what does B for B stand for? Actually, Steph, what does B for B stand for? Bucks for the boys. That Bucks for the boys! That's what I was hoping for, Steph. You sound a little different, but we'll accept it. <laughs> Bucks for the boys is something that the Revival Motoring family has come up with to prevent us from having to pay for anything bore you guys with <laughs> ads and ads and ads and ads and ads so we're just going to bore you with one ad we all know a podcast out there that probably has 20 minutes of ads in front of it and you're just hitting skip 30 skip 30 oh, skip 30 skip 30 and that those ones were like the poorly recorded ads that they just drop in the middle that it just sounds like it was recorded on like an am radio 25 years well ago. i like the one the certain nascar podcast that shall remain unnamed that has a very big nascar star as the host you can tell the other two guys do it when he's not around Oh, yeah. He's- R- Ricky Harden's favorite podcast, Dale Jr. Download. Like, uh, you can tell that Dilner and... Ricky knows Dale Jr. I know he does. Well, Dale Jr. knows Ricky, which is even bigger. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> I know that. I know Ricky. <laughs> or more like, hey, the man, I know Ricky. <laughs> but, <laughs> bucks the boys, anyway. So, if you go to revivalmotoring.com forward slash b for b you will find various ways to donate, to contribute, to subscribe to the Revival Motoring family of podcasts, the Revival Motoring podcast, the Topics Under the Stairs, Talking Motorcycles, and lastly, and most definitely least, the Us. Circle Jerks podcast. Us. Uh, there's a way on the website to subscribe for monthly subscriptions. That could be any sort of number value that you wish. It could be a dollar, $2, $5.99, a cent. I don't really know. I think it's like in, I think they have basic like one, two, yeah. five, ten, something like that. And if you subscribe to that, Josh will send you periodically throughout the year some sweet little swag bags. Yeah, people have gotten air fresheners, stickers, air fresheners, shit like stickers, that. calendars. There's been talks of a 
Christmas card last year. Maybe we'll actually do that this I year. I think they said they did one at one point, but that was way before. Our that time. was our before us. Yeah. We're, we're still youngins here. We don't know how the entire, uh, the big wheel of revival actually works. Oh, it's a big wheel. But there's ways to subscribe for that as well as one-time subscriptions, which is revival motoring. What? Uh, it's PayPal. PayPal info, info at revival motoring.com. That is also the home of Kyle's race day challenge. Uh, we haven't any takers the last couple of weeks. So no one's won it. So all of Kyle's memorabilia is safe. Uh, if you're new here, what that is, is you use info at revivalmotoring.com on PayPal. Send us the dollar amount of the number of the driver you think that's going to win. So if you think Chase Elliott's going to win, send us nine bucks. Think Daniel Suarez is going to win? Send us 99 bucks. No one's done that yet. I expected us to get a lot of nine dollars this week. I thought so too, but yeah, everybody's, I get it. Times are tough. Gas, but I mean, gas is expensive. Where are we next week? We're at New Atlanta next week, right? New, new Hotlanta. New Hotlanta again. Another unpredictable week. Send us whatever you think. I mean, hell, Ross Chastain, not a bad bet. Not Send a bad a bet. Buck. Not a bad bet. So there are many ways that you could you could participate and contribute to the Revival and Motoring it family. it does not have to be monetary. Um, we say it all the time. The reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify help us a ton. Yep. We haven't gotten any in the last week. Um, Recommendations, shares. Tell your buddies. Tell tag us in Instagram stories. Yes. Just getting the word out there really helps us out. Um, we're... She is slow burn, but she burning. We growing slowly, yep. but surely we got some things coming. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, so now we move on to uh, callbacks. Kyle has left me an incredibly detailed callback about ratings like we normally do in this segment. Uh, the TV ratings for Nashville prior to the first red flag in the Cup Series race. Uh, that was the one of the lightning ones. NBC was averaging a 1.81 rating with 2.921 million viewers. Uh, the, the race as a whole earned a one five with 2.59 million viewers. He left me all of the ratings for the year. Um, that's, you I mean kind of down actually, it's a little down. The but. only one that that's close to is it's actually the whole, the race as a whole got a, a worse rating than Martinsville, uh, before Ooh. it was actually equal with Martinsville before the lightning. That was a one eight and Martinsville got a one eight as a whole, um, there is no rating for Dover that only just has the viewers. Obviously that was the Monday race, the rain delay. So it was nine forty four. Um, but I mean, even, you know, Sonoma was a two, two gateway was a two, five. Obviously the Coke 600 was a, was bigger. That's a three, eight. Texas was a two, four. So it's down a little bit actually, even before the lightning delays. So first race with a new broadcast. Yeah. I'm surprised though. I'm actually a little, little confusion going into the race as to how you could watch it. I mean, a lot of people may have stayed on Peacock. Yeah. Maybe that's not counting them. That's actually a good point. Um, NBC is doing the whole, I don't, although apparently you couldn't watch this week's on Peacock. Somebody was asking I that in the think discord it was just the first week. And like I thought they were, I, they were very unclear about it. I thought I heard it was all of them. were going to be on Peacock. So I was surprised when I forget who it was. It might've been uh, Nathan Danforth. Somebody was at, or it was W. I think he was asking in the discord uh, if the race was on Peacock and he couldn't find it. And apparently it was only on USA this week. You also have to remember last week after the big, long lightning rain delay, they switched networks. There was people that yeah. didn't, there was a lot of to do about that last week on podcast talking about, yeah, they announced it on Twitter and stuff. But if you don't have a Twitter or someone, you know, that you know, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of the older generation out there that probably doesn't have Twitter, doesn't know where to find the race, had no idea the race was coming back on. And then poof, it's on at what? 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, it was, that was all very confusing. That's, that's going back to the whole, our fan base isn't all tech savvy. It's we're not all on class yeah. like that. Not everybody's so. on social media like that. You know? Yeah. There's a good chunk of them that probably are, but there's also a big chunk. that's still kind of old school. 
You know, they're not going to have Bob. They're not going to follow. No, they probably don't have a Twitter. Number one, they don't know who Bob Pockris is. They don't I mean they may have heard of interview from him before, but they don't follow him like we do. And same with, you know, like they the don't, Jeff they don't love the, the man for who he is. And that's a, that's a Twitter <laughs> influencer. Yes. But yeah, that's, that's lower than expected. But at the same time, there was a lot going on last week Yeah, with confusion between what station to watch it on the rain delay, the lightning delays. So, I mean, I'd hope for higher numbers at the beginning of the race, but lower numbers at the end of the race is totally That's to be expected. I was even, but that number at the start of the race surprised me. Only a one eight. That's not great. Um, We'll see what this week does. Obviously this week you have to contend with the fact that it's a holiday weekend. I know like you didn't watch it, you know, Um, I watched it. I streamed it up at the lake, but you're going to have a lot of people that's probably skipped this race. You know, there's a lot of the older guys that probably, you know, oh, it's a road course. I can just miss it. You know, screw that. It's not a big deal. It's, I feel like the July 4th race is no longer what it used to be. Like Daytona, the Pepsi 400, Firecracker 400, whatever was like appointment viewing, set my Saturday. Plus it was a night race. Set you're, my, you're exactly. not really having overlap with the barbecue you're at that day yep. because the race doesn't start until 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. Yep. <clears throat> so yep. yeah, that's one of those things where, I mean, we're in the North here. It's very rare that we have NASCAR friends. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as big as down South where yeah. you're at a barbecue and someone's, nine, Nine yeah. out of the 15 people there want to watch the race. It's up here. Be lucky oh. if nine out of 15 people have heard of NASCAR. Trust before. me, I was sitting there watching it at the lake and I was getting stink eyes from three people, one of whom is witches in this room because they wanted to go out in the boat and I just wanted to watch the damn race. Rocco. Oh, no, Rocco was asleep. What like he is now. I was getting the uh, the stink eye from somebody over here to the point where she just got up and went and uncovered the boat as if she was dropping hints. We all wanted to go on a boat ride. I did too, but I wanted to watch the race. And they're like, oh, there's only there's only 15 to go. How bad is that? I'm like, that's oh, a long time. It's an hour. It's another hour probably. Yeah, what, four minute laps or something like that? No, it was, it's four. At the track, Road America's four miles. I forget what they were running for lap times, but it was. I looked it up. Chase Elliott ran like a 215 on his qualifying lap, which was a fast <laughs> lap. Yeah. So 15 laps to go. You're looking at another 45 minutes at the very least. Minimum. So now that we've got that out of the way with any other uh, callbacks or anything, probably not like usual. We let Kyle do this stuff and then we just stare at him blankly. Yeah. I mean, nothing specific. I have a callback to this Nat that's back. I remember him last summer. I mean, Fuck out of here. We got some news that's going to be a callback. So we'll just say that yeah. for news. Yeah. So now we'll go over to the wonderful off track learning lane, which pretty much all of us will have. One of the things we did this weekend will be the same. Um, we can get to that, though. What was the rest of your weekend, Norm? Uh, pretty, pretty OK. I learned that. Parties aren't what they used to be. Oh, yeah. How so? <clears throat> so my friends and I have had a pretty much a annual 3rd of July party, not the 4th of July. We know that's that's America's day. Absolutely. We have a 3rd of July party. And what happened was <clears throat> probably a year very similar to this where 4th of July fell on a Monday. So everyone had the day before 4th of July off. Mm-hmm. So we had nothing to do. This was back in the party years when we were project Xing it up every night. Uh, we had a pregame for the 4th of July, which turned into like the craziest party we've ever had in our lives. Yep. So ever since then, we had had 3rd of July parties. You can go do 4th of July with your family, but 3rd of July is with the boys. And which was all fine and good until this year, I showed up to the 3rd of July party with a 30 rack of Natter Days under my arm. Got a boy. Big old American flag sun hat on, ready, yeah. ready to take the day. And there's about 45 kids there. I was just going to say, are there, were there children? Everybody's brought their kids, didn't they? Oh my God. <laughs> it was insane the amount of kids at this party. And me and my buddies are just sitting in the corner like, this is a far cry from where it used to be. I was like, 
yeah, for you guys, I don't have fucking kids. This is, this is lame as hell for me. Like, <laughs> like there's like 50 dogs, 40 kids. It's like it's a fucking bounce house. Yeah, like. the, there's kiddie pools and everyone's like, we're playing cornhole and people are holding babies and stuff like that. Like you're supposed to be holding a beer. Like, what is this? Norm, this is getting old. Yeah. The, welcome yeah. to 30 pal. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm sitting there like, huh? I really like signed my whole day away for Over, overshot the landing on this, this party's going to be done by four 30. Like, so I got out of there pretty quick. I, I hung out and started to get a little wild closer to the end, but 90% of the people were gone. So there's like four of us left. And I was like, I could, start doing shots with you guys at like 10 o'clock at night, or I could just go home and I didn't want to spend the night. Also welcome to 30 when you're like, yeah. I could just go home. Yeah. But it was just like, I <laughs> wanted to like, it's more comfortable. I yeah. want a day drink and we're all sipping freaking. Yeah. Truly's <laughs> grilling. I'm like, this is <laughs> this trying not to scare the children. Like we used to have like boxing matches in my buddy's backyard. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had chance third of July, third oh, of July. God. And it would get insane. Like, Everyone would drink. It'd be crazy. And now it's just like, oh, well, gotta get home and put the kid down. Little Jamaica Kwai is going to first grade next year. So we're super excited. And <laughs> Brexton, Mary Joe Bush is, uh, she's going to be starting third grade next year. And I'm just like, yeah, I V8 swap my truck. I'll go burn out in the driveway <laughs> if you guys want. They're like, oh, please don't, don't. Please don't. Please think of the children. The neighbors will judge us. Yeah. So I did a burnout in the driveway. Atta boy. Which I don't know if I was supposed to, but my buddy Brian was kind of drunk when he gave me permission and I was leaving. He goes, oh, dude, light him up when you leave. Meaning probably like pull out of the driveway and do it in the road. Do in a little of my skirt. House. Yeah. But there was like two people in the driveway. They're like, no, he totally meant do it in the driveway. I was like, that's all the motivation I need. <laughs> that's so, all the permission you need. So truck does a good little burnout. Nice. I can't wait to kill the tires off, but. We'll that, get there. That's coming soon. Yeah, we got to plan that. That's we, we, you owe a debt. You a, owe a debt. I need a location to do that because one, I can't do it in front of my house. That'd be bad. And I can't just do it in a Walmart parking lot because I'm going to have to probably change the tires after. I'd invite you to my house, but I don't think a burnout would go well at my house. We'd have to pour a pad. You would have to pour a pad first and then then figure it out. After Your neighbors already hate you. Yeah. My neighbor hates me. Yeah. So, yeah. My mom would kill you. Yeah. That's it's what just, I mean. My neighbor hates me. <laughs> It just wasn't what I expected. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I got to find new friends. <laughs> like I, like I need my car friends back. Yeah. Like doing burnouts. People's driveways Although, you know what? Fun and- you know what though? The car friends are all changing too. So we're now in a group chat. It's me, Steph, uh, Eric, Connor, and Mr. Wintle, because we got Wintle playing golf now too. Doug sent us a screenshot today of one of their buddies. I forget who the hell it was. I think you'd probably know him. And it was one of the old, way back in the day, six low three stance kids now wants to play golf. And Doug, Doug and Eric were like, all the stance kids are turning into dads and want to go play golf. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my third. <clears throat> the fourth yesterday was spent with family. So more freaking kids. But my dad already missing a finger, apparently wants to lose more. Bad a boy. He got a bunch of fireworks from some guy that are like 30 years old and from China. And we're like wrapped in like plastic wrap and like electrical tape. Some of the boxes were marked like opened in 2005 and then retaped up. Oh no. And dude, couldn't read a single label. The packaging looked straight out of the eighties, all faded, but like you could tell it was never wet. So we spent like six hours yesterday just lighting off the lamest freaking Chinese fireworks from who knows when. And just, we set the woods on fire twice. So many of them just malfunctioned. Nice. And just like my dad built this like 
a two by four with a bunch of different size PVC pipes in it. Yeah. To have different launchers Make for like launchers, yep. So that way you're not holding Roman candles in your hand and shit, which I guess is smart. I mean, we were doing that, but we also were doing ones that were manufactured in the last yeah. in the last year. Meanwhile, our neighbors are lighting off like legit mortars that are going up and exploding and ours are exploding on the ground. But they were like lame ass mortars. Yeah. But we spent a good like five, six hours yesterday just blowing shit up lighting off just some of the lamest fireworks you've ever seen but it was exciting because you never know what was going to happen was, yeah you were waiting for that one insane firework like there was firework like, roulette there was a bunch of those like spinny ones that yeah go up like tops yeah and half the time they would just not go up they were spinning and then they were just spinning wheels of death and we were lighting them <laughs> off like a like a three foot high table yeah and they'd go up and then they'd come down then they get stuck under the table and then they start blowing up underneath <laughs> the table I was on pool duty, so I was just cleaning out the pool the entire time. <laughs> cleaning all the, all the shards. Because new fireworks, they found a way to pretty much, they're self-cleaning. There's not a shit ton of debris that comes down with new fireworks. Old fireworks, everything comes out of the sky. <laughs> like, um, baseball-sized chunks of mortars. Like, why didn't this blow up in the atmosphere? Yeah. Like, literally, the mortars just split in half, exploded, but both halves land on the ground smoldering. Yep. There was several that landed in the pool and were just sizzling in the pool. I was like, oh, that's, that's what's landing in the woods. Phenomenal. I was like, but it was every time it went up, it was just shrapnel falling out of the sky. I was like, this is the dumbest shit ever. See, I'm worried about that with the old fireworks when her dad passed away and we were going through like the gun closet and stuff in the basement. I found like, what was it? Two or three boxes of quarter sticks, yep. quarter sticks of dynamite. The boxes look like they're from the 90s. I like, remember when my grandfather brought those up from the South when he was a So pastor. if your grandfather bought them, he passed away, what, 17 years ago? No, 2011. Oh, oh, that grandfather. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, but still, they're at the very least like 12 years old. Yeah. But they're probably older than that. So Way older, like I have the box. 90s. I took a box. Her uncle took a box. And I'm like, I have it. And I want to light shit up with it. But I'm like, I also don't want to go to the hospital. Like, because I don't know how good those are. Yeah, I had some really old ones at one point. My friend's dad confiscated them when he was a cop in the 80s or something. Yeah. So they were like 25 years old when I got them, but they were just firecrackers and little mm -hmm. boomsticks. Yeah. So there was nothing you had to worry about. But these ones were all super old. Yeah, that's like dealing with her uncle too, which we have we didn't have any this year, but um, her uncle is a retired firefighter. And if you know any firefighters, not only can they put fires out, they're all fucking pyromaniacs. Yeah, our next door neighbor- also named Norm. What's up, Norm? What's up, Norm? Um, was lighting off fireworks in his backyard, which is a jungle. <laughs> he, our backyard, my parents have had a, had our house for like 30 something years. They cut down like 70 trees in our backyard to give us a yard. Yeah. They well, didn't bother with his. Norm rents his house. The neighbor never did that. But they're in their backyard having a campfire, lighting off fireworks after fireworks after fireworks. He's an ex-fireman. Every single one hit a tree branch and went who knows where. Yep. And it was just like... Like, we're just having a challenge. Like, we have 30-year-old fireworks that just don't go out eventually or ever. Yeah. They just keep burning forever. And the neighbor's lighting them, in like, directly into trees. I was like, we're just having a, a race at this point to set the woods on fire. <laughs> who can who can light a house on fire first? But we at won. At my uncle's 50th birthday party, which is also around 4th of July, uh, they were screwing holes into trees. They, they call them they call them quarter sticks into them trying to- Oh, no. They make their own. Like, they'll tie a couple quarter sticks together. They Her uncle calls them uh, arts and crafts. They did one. They put it. They were drilling holes in trees to see if they could blow a tree apart, like little trees, like, you know, like this big around. Yeah. And there was one of them. It went off in the tree and the shockwave blew the license plate lights out of the truck that was sitting there. <laughs> Didn't do anything to the tree. There was some one of her one of her uncles like could got like it was a kid. It was like he was probably in his 20s and he walks over to his truck and he's like, damn it. Now I'm going to get new license plate lights because it just blew the fucking housings out yeah, of them. We lit off a couple 
like homemade M80s over the weekend yep. that legitimately will put a crater in the ground. Somebody, so I can imagine that's what you guys are playing. Yeah, with. there were some people. So our lake, we didn't get to watch fireworks this year because we were doing something Saturday night. The guy that hangs out up at our lake, he has an old pontoon boat and he basically leveled the whole thing. It's just two pontoons and a deck. And he just, I think that he starts buying fireworks today for next year. Like yeah. he goes for an hour and a half and they're like real fireworks. So we missed his, there was a few other ones. We heard fireworks going off all weekend, but yesterday we're riding out on the boat to go to the sandbar. It is one thirty in the afternoon. It sounded like someone blew their house up. I actually jumped. I was on the boat. I'm driving the boat and there's this massive explosion. I didn't see anything. There was no fireball. There was no smoke, nothing. There was just a massive explosion. And I like jumped up. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like everybody in the boat was like, Jesus Christ. Cause it was that loud. Yeah. I definitely heard at least one Tannerite explosion. Yesterday. I, it honestly was probably fucking Tannerite, but yeah. Welcome to New Hampshire where shit just blows up all the time. Cause we're allowed to have hey, fireworks. Baby, we so, free. Yeah. We free up here. So I would ask you how your weekend went, but I was there the whole time. <clears throat> yeah. I'll just contribute as you yeah. explain. Um, just correct you. She means. So we had our thing. We had our thing Saturday night that we will get into in a moment. Uh, Sunday woke up way too goddamn early after getting home at one o'clock in the morning from Connecticut to go play golf with some friends. Regretted that instantly. Uh, then went home and uh, headed up to the lake Saturday after or Sunday afternoon. And we were there till last night, Monday night and had a good time, except everybody was in a really bad mood, except for us. We were in a great mood and everybody else was just pissy for some reason. So it just kind of made a downturn. Isn't on the that weekend. the best? Well, when you have a, uh, her sister's 20, something was up her ass all weekend. I don't know. I was like, we're literally on the lake. Can we have some fucking fun, please? And then her mom is just a fun sucker. So she was there. She doesn't listen. I can talk all the shit I want. She already hates me anyway. So she needs me to change her light bulbs. Um, Dan is not getting a raise at work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it. I don't anyway. Um, so yeah, we had a good weekend though. It was nice. Uh, fucking weather was perfect yesterday to be out on the water, but Fuck it. The lake, our lake, like when we first, when did we get the house there? Like eight years ago? 2013. So yeah, we've had it for a while. It was a pretty quiet lake. It's definitely, I've noticed it's gotten a little more, it's nothing like Winnipesaukee, Winnesquam, anything like that, but they had like a boat parade on Sunday morning. Um, There was the guy that does our fireworks. He did the Saturday night. There was another guy Sunday night that had like a live band playing in his yard and there was boats everywhere and they lit off a bunch of fireworks Sunday night just a big fucking party all weekend. Like everybody was at the sandbar was probably the busiest I've seen in a long yeah, time. It's definitely getting more lively every year, which I like, I'm down for that. Like yeah. I want that. I want to hang out with everybody. Hashtag lake life. Yeah. I right. I want to hang out with everybody and have some fun. So, and now we've all realized that we just want a goddamn pontoon boat. Cause we had five people and two dogs in the boat yesterday mm -hmm. and it was uh tight. That's a sign of getting older. Right tight. There. Oh dude. Like I, well, so we've all, we were talking about yesterday. We've done the transition. When we first got the house. Her dad bought a bass boat which we were fishing and stuff. It was great. And he was into fishing. He was into fishing. So we were like, all right, cool. It didn't have enough power to do anything like tube or anything like that. And it just wasn't the way it was set up. There was no room for anybody. Like if you had three people on it, you were at max. Yeah. So then we got the boat we have now, which is like a combination. Like it's called like the, it's a fishing ski. So you can like set it up to fish. Like you can change the floor around and move seats around and boom, it's a bass boat. Or you can like tube off it. You can hang out. There is more room on it. But as I said, when you get five people in a, couple dogs on it it's like okay this is packed and we're watching fucking pontoon boats go by with 15 people on it and i'm like if i had that many friends that looks fun <laughs> yeah and just diving off the front of it yeah diving up the back with ease they're just way more I mean, chill lakes trying to kill people with the tube but even that even we haven't the year we got that boat we tubed all summer 
And now for the last two years, I think we've tubed like once. And I mean, new pontoon boats are so much better than they used to be. Like they used to be like just like tinfoil sides with like garden chairs bolted yeah. to them. Now it's like fully molded couches. Oh, the new like speed boats. The new ones shit. are nuts. We were, will have, you can get them with that back deck yep. to like sunbathe on and stuff like that. So new pontoon boats are sick. We were looking, I mean, we were just poking around. And I mean, there's some on our lake that looking them up, they're $150,000 boats. Yep. Like they're insane. I saw one, I was looking at marketplace just for shits. I found one that it's 31 feet long, which is almost double the size of our boat we currently have. It's it's advertised to fit 26 people. It has a fucking sky deck with a slide that goes off the back. Jesus Fucking Christ. underglow LED lights everywhere. I'm like, I don't even know 26. It's people. got a wet bar with a fridge and a bathroom. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm fucking that, in. That's a houseboat. <laughs> that's a, yeah. Well, so that it had that too, where it had all these canvas sides. You could literally enclose the entire thing. The guy called it like the camper covers. Jesus. You could enclose the entire thing with like tent sides and fucking sleep in it. I was like, we can just sell the camp and have that. Bring it to any lake we want. We have a lake house. It floats. But so that was fun. Uh, we had a good day. I say shoulders are a little pink, but we're good. We, we survived. But before all that, the three of us, Kyle, once again, was supposed to join us. But he, again, was dealing with family stuff. So he had to miss out. Um, completely understandable. We uh, loaded up and headed on down to old Stafford, Connecticut for, Stafford. for the SRX race. Uh, first time going to that place. That was a really cool track. Interesting. Yeah, very cool. Um Got there a little little before the modified race was supposed to start. I wanted to watch the modifieds. We met up with um, one Anthony DeBarro from Pretend Racing Online. Yep. Two, Anthony three, DeBarro. Three-time champion. Several-time champion, I guess. Yeah, uh, Cody a- Labar, three-time last place finisher before he quit. <laughs> um, I don't remember their buddy's name. And it was Mike. I, I didn't uh, get a last name. Yeah, I don't I don't remember, I, I'm terrible with names. I wouldn't remember. But anyway. we met up with them. We found out late that they were going. I guess Cody lives 45 minutes away. So they all kind of hightailed up to Cody's house, spent the night the night before. Yeah. And came up to the track. Aunt told me like midweek, he messaged me. He's like, oh, we're going to SRX. I was like, oh shit, no way. Cool. Yep. So we met up with them and they were kind of, they had the whole tailgate and setup going. Yeah. But weather was not on our side. I wanted At to go watch. Thought. I wanted to go watch the mod race, but we were watching the radar and there was some angry looking shit coming towards us. And I was like, I don't want to go in. To just turn around and walk back out. It somehow missed us because we were seeing pictures of other parts of Connecticut that looked like they were hit by a monsoon. Yeah. So we ended up. The radar did not look good at all. No. So we ended up hanging out under their pop-up because we figured if it starts raining, we're in the right spot. Like we're under a pop-up. If it gets really bad, we can get in our cars. Right. Not to mention we'd have to, with predicting the weather, we would have had to unset up everything, put Uh it in the cars to be ready to run back and hide in the cars for an hour. Yeah. So we were like, if it's going to. If it's going to start pouring and we have to leave the race anyway, we don't want to be stuck up there, have to come back here, clean up. So we're like, whatever. And we ended up streaming the rest of the Xfinity race on his phone. And then we watched the mod race on Flow Racing on one of their phones. You know, kind of funny to be watching the race that's happening 100 yards away. We could could hear the cars slow down on track and like, oh, there's a caution. And then like two minutes later, it'd come on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, because service was not good. So it wasn't ideal, but it worked out. I'm glad I'm I'm perfectly okay with our choice because I I mean, we can 100% with complete certainty now say that the vortex theory does work. Yeah. Cause there was a big cell coming towards us and it split in half Disappeared. and went both ways Dude, around the track. It was the most gorgeous sunset I think I've ever seen. Like it yes. was, it yes. was absolutely perfect by the time the race started. Kyle's sending us breaking news. He's still part of the show, even if he's not here. Um, so yeah, we ended up hanging out and we went in the, uh, SRX program was scheduled to start at eight. We wandered in probably like seven thirty or so. Uh, I could say cargo shorts come in real handy. Thanks to 
uh, DeBarro's buddy there, Mike, he snuck about six beers in. I walked in with mine. Yeah, I was they, just like, they said no outside beverages. different but, points in the night, the security was different. Because yeah. you guys went up there earlier during the mod race or just before it to try to use the try to go to the bathroom. And it was like trying to get into a prison. They were stopping people that had beers and making them dump them out. I walked when we went in later, at, you know, an hour or two later when we went in to actually go into the race. I walked in with that bottle. They Dude, didn't the, look the at me. The chick at the front barely even checked to see if I had a ticket. And she yeah. Got me in. Yeah. Like it was, we could have definitely got more stuff in there. Yeah. So we all, unfortunately, weren't able to bring in a bunch of beers and stuff like that. We were going to bring a cooler in, but they had a no cooler policy. No whatever. It was just, it we just watched the heats in the main and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't much time we were up there. Yeah. But I had a, I had a really good time. That was, I didn't know what to expect. Um, The racing was really good. The, I was a little worried after the heat. First off. Oh, Big shouts to Anthony for saving seats with t-shirts and duct tape. We did not think that would work. He goes, I this was is mind blown. He goes, this is a dirt track trick. We do it all the time. He took old t-shirts, duct taped them to the seats they wanted. And me and Norm are like, that, that's not how this works. Someone already ripped those up and is, has their asses in those seats. Yeah. Or they're just sitting on the t-shirts and thank you for keeping the seats warm. Yeah. We got up there. The, the place was packed. There was nowhere to sit. Ant walks up and looks at the t-shirts and goes, we're good. And we were like, no fucking way. Everybody left the row alone. I was fucking, I was baffled that that worked. I, I don't know. It like, was not a fake sellout either. It was, they were, that place was, was elbows no, to assholes. Yes. That yes. place our, was our area cleared out pretty quickly. Like probably because we were seemed, all yelling at shit. It seemed way tighter when we first got in there in by about lap five in the first heat. It was like, oh, I actually, but oh, there was it got better because Dan literally scared people away. No, I think Cody said they were leaning on their chair. The people in front of them had like the chair, the cushions with the seat backs and Cody was yeah. like leaning on it. Oh, she kept looking at you. That's fine. Whatever. Not my problem. I, was oh, I went to a sold out race and somebody was talking. Yeah. Oh my but God. There was a lot of, when I went down to take a leak, one of those times, that whole ramp going up to the grandstands was packed with people like just yeah. standing room only. Yeah, it's one of those places. There's not a bad seat in the no, house. No, no. So I was a little worried with the heat races because there. I didn't realize. I kind of forgot. I haven't, I haven't watched any SRX this year. I forgot that they don't change tires. So I didn't think that anyone was. They were going to be saving the heat races. Were pretty boring. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. At so all. I'm like, we went down, walked around before the feature, and I was like, man, this kind of sucks. Tell you what, that feature was damn good. Um, yeah, I w I definitely see now seeing it in person. I said this in the Discord. I get it. It's a made-for-TV race series. I, I completely yes. understand there was points in that feature where someone looked like they drove, they you know, make a couple passes. It looked like they could have driven away. They didn't. Well, here's the other thing too. It's like, Ant and them were talking about it with the modified saying that like these guys aren't giving it 110% because they're not playing for a big purse. Yeah. They're not risking wrecking their cars where SRX is kind of the same thing where those things, because you're in 15 identical cars, you're not passing that easily. Yeah. So I see, from like third on back, those guys aren't trying that hard because they know they're not going to go up there and pass eight cars yeah, yeah. to win the race. It's it's going to be impossible with how even the cars are. So really, you only see like the top three really giving it their all. But they were. I mean, there was there was a battle for the lead before it one, of the, before one Biffle, of the fun flags. Biffle Stewart, was it Bobby Labonte? Was he the third one I up there? I think so. The there was, well, not at the end. I'm talking towards the beginning. Yep. Stewart and, oh, who was it? I want to say, was it Marco, I think? They were side by side for like 10 laps and you could see Tony would get the run off the top coming off the corner. But then whoever, I think it was Marco or it somebody was, Marco was, yeah, was on the inside. He'd get the really good entry and nose ahead. <laughs> and it was just like back and forth, back and forth. It was so good. There was never really a runaway. And again, I think 
that I think they may have sandbagged a little bit. Like, oh, no, don't I, run away with it. You I know? totally but, agree. When Stewart got out front, it I was, thought he was it, gone. It and, was clear that he slowed down, oh, so yeah. everyone would stay stacked up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he did that. Although he was racing like that second line, he was but diamond at the same in the time, corner. They also know the second they pull out to a lead, they're going to throw yellow. Yes, they're going to throw the that fun, the fun flag. A five car lead. And there's no longer a battle on the track. They're going to throw a fun Which flag. I will say I, SRX needs to kill that because I don't know how people watching it on TV feel, but I don't know if you heard it. Every single time that caution would come out, would you hear the stands around us? Yeah. Boom. Everyone was like, oh, Jesus. You know, you don't need that the fake caution bullshit. That's ridiculous. But um, I'm down with like a halfway yellow, like a halfway yellow or whatever. Maybe quarter. <laughs> but they like, threw what? Probably three. There was the three or four of them. For even then, like it wasn't even like the leader was running away. There was one point where they were only separated by four or five car lengths and they throw a fun flag. I'm like, come on, you know, um, but really cool uh, to watch Newman win that race. His first win since basically his accident in 2020, the Daytona accident. We all remember um, his kids were there, his two daughters. They were crying in victory lane. Like I saw a video. I think Stafford put it up today or SRX put it up or something, but it was a it was a video of the broadcast. And then they also had underneath it was there his daughters watching him and watching yeah. them freak out when he got the lead was was really oh cool. yeah and them going up to like going up to his daughter like who won and like my dad yeah no like, it, was, it was it was awesome yeah it was really cool and it's just cool to watch these guys that we used to watch when we go to cup races when we were kids like bobby labonte bill elliott michael waltrip it's crazy and i think it gets taken away a little bit like we didn't go to the fan event beforehand i so wish we, we would have we but- see all the drivers in person but when they're all in the same car and there's no real different like yeah they they all look the same it's kind of you don't look at bill elliott's car and go like oh that's the bill elliott 94 mcdonald's car whatever you don't see that with these cars it was the same thing with the irock series back in the day so you kind of forget who's in them i did for it's it's just a name it's like oh that's elliott that's wall trip that's labani but like thinking about it later like i just watched bill elliott bobby labani michael waltrip tony stewart like i just watched all these guys i grew up watching Yep. Race in person. Yeah. That was like, really that cool. That was awesome. But you forget it when you're watching it because I agree. there's no personality, no identity to the cars. Yep. 100%. Um, but it's so cool to say that you did that. Yeah. I wish we would have gotten there earlier and gone to the fan event, but I just, I was not down for a whole day thing. I know we, neither of us, we were both I like, was, yeah, I was expecting to drive down at like five o'clock and do it all. And then I looked at the schedule, like the started at like be- noon the night before I was like, they want us to be there for like 12 hours. Yeah, I'm like, I'm good with that. I was already exhausted on the way home. I didn't need that going down there all day. Being I mean, the that sun. would literally be us walking into the track, doing something, walking back out to the parking lot, hanging out for two hours, walking back. And you couldn't track. even do that because you're only you were only allowed one reentry. Yeah. So if you went into the fan thing in pit road, you know, sit in the track for the next six hours where you couldn't bring a cooler. Yeah, exactly. So. I was happy with our decision to just go down and hang out for yeah. the race, but I wish we could have done the Yeah, the fan I wish thing. we could have watched the mod race. I wish we could have done the fan yeah. thing. There was a lot going on, but yeah, you're kind of, you're held to like a certain routine when you do their thing. Yeah. And exactly, we would have been stuck in the track for eight hours straight with- Not no ability to bring yeah, our own shit in. Sitting in a grandstand in the beating sun because it wasn't it was, cold out. It was warm out. It got nice out as the sun went down and as the clouds rolled in, it got really but nice when we out. we first got there- It was toasty. I mean, even four o'clock it whenever was, we it got It was like there, 3, 30, 4 o'clock, yeah. It was hot as balls out. Yeah. We were, yeah, we had to put the tent down so we could have some shade because yeah. it was pretty toasty. But it's crazy. They went on TV at 8 p.m. 
and there was stuff going on for eight hours before that. Yeah. 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 It was kind of cool being it, there. It wasn't like that last year. Being there and seeing like the whole post the, or the production, but kind of behind the scenes because they include that. Like the track announcer was like, all right, TV's going live in two minutes. And they were having everybody do the wave. They were like, we, they, SRX loved it when Stafford did this last year. Let's see if we can do it better this year. And they were like practicing the wave and shit. Yeah. Which and, completely killed it for the broadcast. I'm sure. Yeah. Cause we had done it about 15 times. Before it just kept going back and forth, it. but it was really cool. Like to hear them. It was almost like being at like a live taping of a show. Cause they're like, all right, we're going live in 30 seconds. Everybody get ready. You know, and there's the fucking Huey helicopter drone flying around. And I was yeah. just going to say that the drones were really cool. Seeing those in person. So they had the really big one that was giving you like the overhead kind of broad view shots, watching that little one rip around with the cars. And it was in the corners that was faster than the cars on the straights. The cars would pull away from it a little bit, right? But we didn't watch on TV and we probably couldn't see it from where we we're sitting, but the, that guy's flying in between the cars on pace laps. Yeah flying down at them as they're coming into the corner on the qualifying Yeah, there laps. was a few times where you could tell it was really low, really it was, close It was car. five feet Those off the back the wing. The drone pilots are nuts. Yeah, it like was- if you ever accidentally f flick on the TV and it's that- The drone, drone racing? racing shit, nuts. These guys are insane. It's And it's just some 15-year-old kid sitting in his car- With a VR with, headset. Yeah, with an Oculus Rift on his head and he's just driving his drone yeah. around. But like that was insane. I, like seeing it in person. Like I said, there were points that drone was like five feet off the back wing and it's just, it, it's banked in the corner. It's ripping through yeah, the corner so with them. Cool. I was like, that's fucking cool. So I'm so happy drones are like a thing. Now, I as love, soon as I started seeing drones with cameras, I was like, please film cars, please film. Well, it's cars. crazy how far it's come. I remember when you had a drone with a camera, it had like that camera, like Josh's SLR hanging yeah. off the thing now. What's that big one had a legit camera It had a camera legit on camera on it. Yeah, that's why it sounded like a helicopter every time yeah, it went over. Yeah, that little guy just has a little GoPro, has a GoPro on it. On and it. Yeah. we all know those shots. We've seen the broadcast enough times. They go like, oh, that's a drone shot because yeah. it looks really low res. But that big one had a full-on film mm -hmm. camera. But on. I, I love just amazed how long it stayed up. It stayed up. It was up there all freaking day. We were in the parking lot and we saw it zipping around. We were like, okay, but- um, I love, like I said, with those fast drones, like I love all the guys using them for drifting and stuff now. Like yeah. those shots are, it's like you're playing a video game. It looks like you're playing, you're watching someone play a video game and it's so cool. Um, I had a friggin' blast. I would probably go back next year. It was a good time, um, but we'll see. So that was our little SRX adventure. Uh, I guess now we will uh, wander over to the news. The news. Breaking news. The news. News. A little throwback news to what we were just talking about. Uh, Justin Marks has announced, well, he's already done two of these, uh, announced he'd be back in the driver's seat. Uh, he raced, he was at Stafford, raced there, didn't do too well. I think he was like second to last most of the race. Uh, cool to see him out there, though. Then they were talking about it. He left Stafford, uh, hopped in a plane, flew back to Road America, where he got in a Trans Am car uh, yesterday or Sunday morning before the cup race. They had a Trans Am race. He raced in that. No, even more to that, they were talking about it when we were in the stands that he was in Road America on Saturday morning, yes. flew to Connecticut to do SRX, and then was immediately flying back. Right to back to race. do that again the next morning. Um, and then he will be in the Nice Motorsports 41 truck at Mid-Ohio next week. Which is the home of his soul. Which Xfinity is, win. he's got his Xfinity win there. So that will be very mm -hmm. interesting to see. Kind of cool to see him hopping in the car. Yeah, um, I like how this... Just the ownership opportunity is just opening the doors for these other racing opportunities because he he thought his driving career was over, 
And now he's in the spotlight as an owner and people are like, Hey, like come drive. Maybe you didn't need to give up driving. Maybe yeah. You're pretty good at it. I mean like, that uh, he was on Dale Jr. Download last week and talking about his driving career. And yo, know, he got to that point where he realized he was better at doing sponsorship stuff and right. marketing stuff than he was driving. So really cool to see him get to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, he did, he looked pretty good in the at SRX. He just was kind of riding around in the back though. Cool to see the track house logo on that car too. Yeah. That was very cool. Um, I don't know. Oh, here we go. Uh, I'm trying to read Kyle's notes here. So if I seem confused, just let it go. He did a good job on them, but I didn't even know what this is. Uh, Team Strange. They're pushing their cup debut from Road America to Watkins Glen. So I guess they were trying whoever, whatever this team is, was trying to get in this weekend. Yeah, this is this is the guy that I Tarso Marquez. Yeah, we couldn't pronounce his name. They're working a pretty cool paint scheme, but I think it was a drug test issue. This says they're working to get him approved for cup. That's why they moved it from Road America to the Glen. I think he was maybe supposed to do a truck race. Oh, is he the one that was supposed to do Sonoma and I couldn't get the, so. something got screwed up with the drug test and like they didn't get it back I know in time? They were like, they have sponsorship lined up. They have the car ready, but they couldn't get him approved for cup. So I don't know if he had to do a truck race first. Yeah, I probably. And they couldn't get him approved in time to do the drug test. It was too last minute or what? Mm -hmm. But yeah, they're, they've been waiting. I know they've been patiently waiting because yeah. I think this is one of those teams that announced early on and hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. Interesting to keep that going. Um, this kind of callbacks to last week. Um, Kelly Earnhardt Miller was on Sirius XM this week or last week and said, obviously, Junior kind of lit a fire under everybody's ass last week with his extra podcast where he sounded super serious about yeah, cup racing. Kelly's and she went into full damage. Right she went now. into full mom. Like, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's reeling him in. Reeling she's in. Reeling. Dale, Dale, reeling in. She's she's like the smart, sensible sibling. Yeah, and Dale I think I think Junior let it slip during the Nashville one. He did. During the, he did. The special Nashville one that they were looking to cup racing. So he just steered right into it when Justin Marks came on and <sighs> turned the entire Dale Junior download into just a, hey, how does this work? How do I become an owner? Yep. So well, she was on, or go ahead. I was just going to say that the fact that she's on there doing damage control saying we're not doing it next year makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah. So she was on Sirius XM last week saying they are not, like, don't expect it next year in 23, but their sites are set beyond that. If but they she, were doing it next year, they would already have their, they would have already out. announced it. They would, it would have already been out there. The rumor mill would they have would been, already have cars. They would be yeah. working towards Daytona right now. The amount of people that do tours in junior motorsports, you, you're trying to tell me they'd be able to hide a next gen car in there. <laughs> well, they had to, they had to push it off a year so they could get Martin Truex. Well, of course Ooh, I like that. I still love that idea. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. I mean, we're going to be watching it anyway, but I am in on that. Um, Paulette Karpoff name sound familiar. No, it does not. The co-owner of DC solar gets 11 years and three months in jail. What is DC solar mate? You may ask the former Ganassi sponsor that yeah, caused Ganassi's Xfinity program to have to shut down yeah, the because they were Ganassi's a fucking, back. cause they were a fucking pyramid scheme or something like that. I, I don't remember the gist of it, but that was one of those companies that came in with a lot of promises and didn't deliver. Yeah, that's going to be 11 hard years at the most white collar oh, fuck prison yeah. you've ever seen in your life. Oh like, God. Yeah. I only got three hours in the swimming pool today. This is, like, bull this is bullshit. This is bullshit. Um, I'm dying over here. Call back to Sonoma. The 17 Chris Busher crew penalties uh, as expected four week vacation for crew chief Scott Graves, as well as the rear tire changer, Seth. Good. Good Doris. Get this J in there. There's, I don't know what that J is doing there. Jorgensen and Jackman Matt Wilps 
And then there was the kind of breaking news this week that RFK appealed the penalty because they wanted graves at Road America because they thought, you know, with how good Busher did at Sonoma, that they wanted him to be on another road course as, you know, kind of go for broke. Let's get this win, get in the playoffs kind of thing. And then we have breaking, breaking news. Thanks to Kyle Belcher from afar. They have withdrawn the appeal after Road America. So now they're like, all right, let's get this over with. Yeah, I mean, kind of predictable. They wanted to save him for a week and then decided to withdraw the appeal. So now his suspension will start this week at Atlanta. So little chestnut checkers on that one. Yeah, that was definitely thought out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Jeff Hensley, he returns to GMS to crew chief the 23 truck for Grant Enfinger. He leaves uh, Matt Crafton and Thorsport. Little shuffly do in the truck series. Uh, there was a rule change this week. I saw this come across last week before the road course. Uh, wiper blades are mandatory for road courses at all times. Before it was kind of like choice, but everyone did it anyway. But right, now they are aerodynamic. Now they are mandatory. And it regulates the size to prevent any extension beyond the windshield. So this is callback to, you know, all of Junior's episodes talking about creativity and our episode yeah. talking about the gray area. Basically, once they found out that they had they could put the wiper on the car and they could make it out of a carbon fiber two by four and angle it a certain way to get more downforce, everybody was exploiting that. I mean, look back to Coda this year. Every car had like a different windshield wiper on it, but there was a few that had that big square thing. I mean, even Reddick's this week had the wipers are way bigger than they need to be. Yeah, well, I'm saying they're they're shaped like a V. Yeah, like they're obviously they're directing it. Yeah, so I remember when, you know, obviously when the wipers first came out, remember the debacles at like Charlotte with the with the wipers flipping over and flipping up and being all screwed up. And now they've worked it out where they've made it, you know, they made it basically this rigid piece of what looks like carbon. Yep. And I remember, I think it was Coda this year. You know, most of the cars had that big square one. There was a few other ones that still didn't have that. And now everybody has the same one because again, like how NASCAR works, everybody else sees you doing something and it's working. They're going to copy that. Mm-hmm. Notice yeah, all the windshield wipers looked exactly the same and were at the same angle on yep. every single car this weekend. So yeah, NASCAR was like, all right, hold on, we're going to regulate that size because we need to, you need to chill, you chill the fuck out. <laughs> so, right. And especially a track like Sonoma, probably not a big deal, but a track like Road America where there's long straightaways, yeah. probably a high speed, help. high speed corners, Ooh, long Watkins straightaways, Glen, Sonoma, Indy Road, or no, Watkins Glen, Road, Road America, America, Indy, Indy Road. Road all have long straightaways, but like Sonoma really doesn't. Sonoma so I and I don't see that being a big deal. Sonoma and the Roval probably you won't see a big difference right, exactly. on that. But yeah, you're right. Those other three uh, the tracks. Roval through one and coming. Oh out yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, pretty good straightaway. Yep. It's a good point. I forgot so how the, many freaking road courses we have. Holy cow! There's a lot. We still have two more before the playoffs. Yep, we still have Indy Road and Watkins Glen to come. So, oof. I mean, at least we have Watkins Glen to look forward to. Yeah, I don't get the Indy Road. If the track doesn't break in half again, it's not going to be. Listen, I loved that race last year just because it was comical. But yeah, I'm mad. I'm going to miss Watkins Glen. I'm pissed about that. But um, you had some news on the way down here that just broke. So we've been saying it for weeks, months, really, that the 2311 pit crew debacle is continuing to get worse and not better. And they 2311 states that the problem is that they get their pit crews from Joe Gibbs Racing. So there's really nothing they can do to improve their pit crews in-house because they already have given they're still probably six of the best pit crews in NASCAR. Yeah. They're the lower two pit crews of the Joe Gibbs stable. They're getting the the B teams. Right, exactly, which is still 
they're not bad teams, but I mean, Stuart Haas has proven it. Hendricks has proven it. there's or um, Penske that just switching one guy back and forth could make a huge difference. Look at Blaney. They changed the front tire changers yep. and that the Blaney crew has been lights out since and that Sindrick change. Really hasn't had a problem since. Nope. So, I mean, it's just, and I'm sure 2311 has done this multiple times between the 45 and the 23, what they're allowed to do. Yep. And it's obviously not worked out for the 23. Mm-hmm. So starting next week, I believe it starts next week. I think week. it was next it week. It seemed yeah. like it was an immediate change. The 23 pit crew of Bubba Wallace and the 20 pit crew of Christopher Bell are going to switch uniforms. Switch a little switcheroo there. <clears throat> so, And why is that so fucked? It's fucked because those are the only two cars out of the six that are not locked in currently. Truex technically isn't. Or Bell. Yeah, Be- yeah Truex isn't locked in. Truex and- isn't locked in, but he's points in right now. But Bell and Bubba are the two outside looking in right now. Well, Bubba, Bell, uh, Bell, Bell's Bell 80s is plus 20. Bell is on the cut line. He's on the cut line, yeah. <clears throat> so Bell's outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Cut line's not safe. But Bubba is way out. He's in like 20-something, I think. Three yeah. out of the six have wins. Truex is hundreds of points above the cut line. Bell is 20. Bubba's negative like 60. Whatever it may be. Seems like the dumbest move they could make, seeing as <clears throat> you're going to now potentially handicap the 20 to help the 23 but they both pretty much need to be flawless and or win to get into the playoffs. Exactly. So I don't know why. I mean, Denny's pit crew, a stat came out. They've had 26 penalties this year. A lot of those have been on Denny though. They've been, you know, <clears> he had two, he had two this like week that. that was going through too many pit stalls. <gasps> both of them were going through too many pit stalls on entry or exit. So he's had a lot of speeding penalties. I mean, he's had a couple, you know, he had a, he had the wheel fall off. He has had some crew cause penalties, but Denny's to blame for a decent amount of right. those too. But it, just, it just doesn't make sense to me why you would take a pit crew that's performing okay in the 20 mm-hmm. and switch them with a pit crew that's struggling on the 23 when both of those teams need good pit crews right now. The only thing I can think of, and this was brought up, and I didn't even realize this. I It was brought up on the teardown, the one from this weekend. I listened to it today. Excuse me. Um, I didn't realize that you know, all these years of the playoffs, we've we've talked about it with a couple years ago, Harvick and Denny basically had bye weeks to like the the round of eight. No one's running away with it this year. There is nobody that has a ton of playoff points, like even Chase and Chastain. They have a good amount of playoff points, but they don't have that. They're not running away with right. playoff points. So there's not a lot of drivers that are going to be able to go into round one and be like, oh, I can fuck up two weeks. I'll be right. fine. I, I'm not saying and well, what to do that. Well, what I'm wondering, though, is is Gibbs looking at that and saying, we still need to have, even though they're locked in, we need to have the at the best of the best to get as many playoff points as possible right. to and be able to get build a cushion because it's been proven that that is a big handicap in the playoffs is if you have a big playoff point cushion, you don't have to be perfect. You can have a, a week or two off. Now, granted, Harvick fucked that up a couple years ago, but still. Right. I'm not saying... <clears throat> they need to do it deliberately. Yeah. And just, hey, 18, you have one win. You're locked in. We're going to take your pit crew. And you're now going to have 16 second pit stops until the playoffs. Maybe switch a couple that's, guys that's around. That's not what I'm saying they yeah. need to do. But I'm just saying it's, if you're going to sacrifice one guy to help another guy, theoretically, I mean, obviously you hope that just switching them fixes everything. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden they both start banging out nine second pit stops. But if you're going to, risk hurting one guy to help another guy. Why would you hurt somebody that needs it the most? Exactly. You get your two guys that need it the most and you're potentially hurting right. one, helping the other one or hurting both of them. Right. Exactly. It's, it just doesn't make sense when you have 
four guys that are in really good shape to make the playoffs, three guaranteed, one pretty well, much well pretty points in comfortable, not to mention Martin's probably the next guess of the next winner this year. Yep. I don't know why you would, you would take from bell. It just yeah. doesn't make it sense doesn't make to me. Sense. It, it makes sense in the fact that Joe Gibbs, and we're talking about this in the discord as we speak has always had his three kids. And then the one stepchild, it's always the 20 car for and some it's reason, either been the 20 or the 19. Yes. It flipped when Kenseth left. Yep. But there's always been three cars that seem like they get all the love. And then that fourth car is just flipping back and forth between drivers. Yep. I mean, we had Joey Logano in and out Suarez in and out Eric Jones in and out. Now yep. Christopher bell, he's been in there he's for a couple probably years. done the best out of anybody put in that seat. Agreed. But if all goes to plan, he could be out next with the next hot shot. I yep. don't see that happening. We've discussed it before. With Truex getting signed for one more year, that makes total sense that Ty Gibbs is going to be in the staying 19. in Xfinity for one more year and then coming to the 19. When Truex leaves. There's yep. no one really in line right now to take that 20 from Christopher Bell other than maybe a Brandon Jones, but... He hasn't. Yeah, I, yeah. I, Christopher Bell's way better I'd than Brandon I'd rather Christopher Jones. Bell than Brandon Jones, yeah. Brandon Jones has been in the Xfinity Series for like six years in that 19 car and has like one win. Yeah, the only so, thing I could see is if they brought somebody up from truck out of the Toyota camp. Right. But again, who's ready and better than Bell, a better option right. than Unless Bell. they can somehow steal like Zane Smith or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Christopher Bell is still, I think, their best option. I don't see him going anywhere. Unless they bring like John Hunter back up. But I still think C. Bell is a better option but than John Hunter. he's still getting the worst equipment out of that stable. Oh, absolutely. So it makes total sense that Joe Gibbs was like, yeah, screw that Bell kid. Give his pit crew away. Yeah. But it, it just sucks for Christopher Bell because it's like, okay, you're now going to give me a pit crew that's been proven to be that's junk. been horrible all year and expect me to still keep my points lead over 17th place. Exactly. Yep. Like it's just, it's not a fair move on their part. I understand why they did it. It's probably the reason why they're not a very popular team in general that. Yeah. Yeah. Would I hate if Christopher Bell got fired tomorrow and ended up at Stuart Haas or something like that? Nope. Yep, I like Seabell. I would probably I, enjoy that more because I could finally start rooting for him again. Well, it's like me and you have talked multiple times. Like, I may, you know, if Truex wins, I'm like, nah, whatever. Truex gets out of that 19 car and goes somewhere else, goes to start fucking Junior's team. I'm all over it because I like right. Martin Truex. And that's the thing. I've been a Truex fan for 15 years. The second he got in that 19 car, all of a sudden, it's every time he sneezes, I get mad. Yeah, it's just like I, everything he now does bugs me because he's in a Joe Gibbs car. Exactly. The I only agree. person who survived that for me was Carl Edwards. Yes. And I was always a Carl Edwards fan, but him in the 19 was semi-tolerable because Carl Edwards always had personality. Uh-huh. So his personality kind of outweighed his team. Yep. I have, Where I have Truex being the quiet guy. You liked him for who he was being a quiet guy. He was on a loud team with furniture row. It was awesome. It was a great story. As soon as he went to the 19, he just kind of blended in and kind of disappeared into the team. Yep. And that really lost it for me. But Carl Edwards kind of always outshined them. But Christopher Bell, also quiet guy. His skill speaks for him. His yeah. personality doesn't. I'd love to see him somewhere where his car could shine. Yep. I agree. No, I agree. That'd be interesting to see. Um, all right, I think that is it for news. I'm sure we're forgetting something, but that's all Kyle gave me. So, and he's even like I said, still giving us stuff now. So, way to go, Kyle. Yeah, we're proud of you. You want to uh head on over to Elkhart Lake? Go we'll get some cheese, Road America? Sure. What, do you think I'm going to hit the wrong button? No, I just have no idea what Elkhart Lake means. That's where Elkhart, Elkhart, Elkhart Lake. Lake, Lake, Wisconsin. 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 In a mansion. All the way in Wisconsin. <laughs>
Speaking of cheese at Wisconsin. That was the loudest thing I've ever heard. Of yeah, I don't know. Life. I think the volume on the board's up a little bit. I apologize for everybody listening to us in headphones. Yeah, if that burned your ears as much as it burned ours. Where's I noticed it when I hit the news. I was like, oh, I might have that slider on. That one I feel like has always been loud, but the cars, yeah. that was loud. Whoopsie. My bad. I don't know. How, I, don't know what, I don't know what to do with my hands. Anyway, cheese curd. Um, did you see the... No, you didn't watch much of the race um, on Sunday. So I don't like how NBC's utilizing Rutledge, like not being at the track. Rut, I don't. Rutledge shines when he's with Junior. Yeah. So with fans, but so I in Nashville, they did the same thing and send him 60 miles away. Yeah. So in Nashville, they had him at that bar, which was whatever. <laughs> and I honestly don't think that was a live shot. I bet you it was like a recorded thing. Norm's dying. I bet you that was a recorded thing. And then so this week they had him in like, quote unquote, downtown of Elkhart Lake, little small place. And he was at the July 4th parade they had there. And he, he's talking about the parade in the downtown and he's got this ice cream from this ice cream place and it's delicious. And he goes, and this is the first time I've been at a parade and one of the floats has thrown cheese at me. Apparently one of the floats was throwing cheese sticks at people. <laughs> Like, you know, throw candy and shit out. Like They're, the like the peel. Like the fucking mo- pull and peel cheese sticks. Fucking Hell, throwing yeah, them out because it's Wisconsin. So why not? I was like, oh, my God, I need to go to Wisconsin right now. So that was good. Um, so Dan's moving. Yeah. Goodbye. So I we said it was his state. It's my destiny. I don't know why he doesn't live there. You want to get a hot hair? Yeah, I'm dying. You're dying? I saw I saw a tear coming out of your eye at one yeah, point. I was dying. <laughs> Grab me a Budweiser out of the mini fridge. Okay, fine. That's cool. Let's go fuck myself. Um, so we had a double header this weekend at Road America. The trucks had the week off. We had Xfinity and Cup. Um, Cup race, or excuse me, Xfinity race was on Saturday. We had a lengthy list of people going to the back for improved adjustments. Bailey Curry, Justin Allgaier, Josh Berry, Landon Castle, AJ Allmendinger, John Hunter Nemechek, Jeb Burton, Mike Snyder, Patrick Gallagher. And Jesse Awuji went to the rear, even though he's usually there anyway, but he was not the original driver of that car. Kyle Weatherman was, but they put Awuji back in. Why? None of us know, but that's for another day and another conversation that we've already had on here before. Uh, Kyle Larson was in the 17 Hendrick X car. Norm just got bear trapped by his headphones. Having a hard time over here. Kyle, yeah. save me. <laughs> he's not here to save you. Um, so Kyle Larson got the poll, like I said, in the 17 HendrickCars.com Hendrick Xfinity car. Uh, he got supposedly the, was built by Hendrick. Bullshit. That's a junior motorsports car. Um, so he led the field to green. Ty Gibbs is what was on his outside. Uh, Larson jumped out to a huge lead by lap the end of lap one. Uh, Sammy Smith ended up off the course. Lap two, Larson goes off in turn 11. Uh Turn five, Ty Gibbs has caught up to Kyle Larson, or lap five, Ty Gibbs has caught up to Larson in turn one for the lead, but Kyle Larson holds him off. Ty Gibbs gets passed by Mr. Cold Custard in turn five after Gibbs goes in too hot, hits the curbs. We saw that a lot this week. Turn five was where everybody was kind of. Yeah, and shouts to that 07 car had very strong 86 papyrus schemes, which Dan may not recognize, but it was the like the iRacing version of yeah. like the team car on NR2003. Yes. Yep. And Cole Custer's car looked just like Really? It. Oh, that's that, awesome. I think it was bucked up. I think it was the bucked up It was up the bucked scheme, up car. Yeah. But it had real Papyrus vibes to that's it. That's cool. Every time I saw it, I was just like, <gasps> yeah, I think it was Fred Jones. Oh, Papyrus. Fred Jones, 86. I remember having, I think I had, I didn't have 2003. I think I had NASCAR racing one or two and I did not have a steering wheel. I used to do it on the keyboard. 
I played it on a joystick back in the day, like a flight. See, simulator. I wasn't online. I was just playing it by myself, but it was cool. <clears throat> God, that was a good game. Um, lap six, Landon Castle off track from 31st after contact with Ty Dillon. Lots of cup drivers in this race. Uh, and John Hunter pits from 25th. He was the first one to pit, and he dragged everybody else with him. Lap seven, Tyler Reddick penalized for too many, or driving through too many boxes on exit. Uh, they were talking about that a lot on the cup broadcast, where with the pit stops being backwards this weekend, um, the drivers are having trouble because normally you're here, you can see the pit boxes right in front of you. When, right. you're, when the pit boxes are to your left, but when they're to your right, you can't see over the whole right side Not of the car. Not to mention the pit roads up a hill. Up a fucking hill, yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot going on. We saw a them. few of those. Uh, lap eight, Brett Moffitt spins from 16th and turn five, bringing out the caution. He got buried in the kitty litter. Yeah, I think he lost brakes. Looks like he lost brakes, yeah. There. Um, and then, uh, so that brings us to the end of stage one. Kyle Larson wins the stage under caution. Uh, your top 10, uh, Gibbs, Custer, Riley Herps, Brandon Jones, Noah Gragson, keep an eye on that name, Sam Mayer, Jeremy Clements, AJ Allmendinger, and Sage Karam, also keep an eye on that name. Um, during these stage pits, we had Chris Dyson over the wall too soon, Bailey Curry over the wall too soon, Andy Lally spun on pit road and backed up into his box. I see your reverse pit stops, and I say, go fuck yourself. I'm just going to come in backwards. Yeah, I think it was well executed if I saw it. I did. I don't remember I that. I believe I saw a replay of it, and it was pretty. Yep. Um, so coming to the green for the start of stage two, Ty Gibbs leads the field to Gree. I'm just reading Kyle's notes verbatim. He forgot an N. To Gree? To Gree. Uh, fast pasta to pit road coming to green with a lap with a flat left front. And AJ Allmendinger gets the lead from Gibbs off turn five. Uh, then Ty Gibbs takes it back a lap later in the same corner. Uh, lap 15, Sam Mayer spins in turn five from sixth after bouncing off the curb. Again, we saw that in turn five. If you got too much on the curb to the outside on the entry of the corner, it would just unsettle the car and you couldn't slow down. He actually like it fishtailed tank slapped boom off the wall. And then he just kind of went into the sand. I think I saw a couple of videos of a couple of weeks ago. They were doing like indie lights there, mm -hmm. like the lower level yeah, indie car yeah. series in that curb was a rocket jump for them, for them. Yeah, it was. I saw multiple videos of them hitting it broad center or like center, on center punching it. Yeah. And just launching them over cars. Well, we so saw that, that. that curb not only would launch those, but it upset these cars. Yep. Tremendously. Launching cars is not good, as we saw in the F1 race this week. Do you see that, wreck? Yeah. That was uh, scary, watching that thing literally jump over the tires like they weren't there. Yeah, I was just impressed something exciting happened during an F1 race. Pretty much. Actually, I, I didn't watch it, but apparently it was a good race. Um, So that is... So Sam Mayer spun on lap 15. Lap 16, Kyle Larson passes... <laughs> His notes are great. I'm going to read this verbatim. Kyle Larson passes the Ty Gibbs. We're now giving him a a the in front of his name. Well, I mean, about in about 40 laps, he's going to earn it. Yeah, true. Uh, Kyle Larson gets by Gibbs for the lead on the front stretch, bringing and he keeps the lead all the way to lap 20. Means Kyle Larson wins both stages, one and two. Could wish you could have saved one of those, couldn't you? <laughs> could have saved one of those wins. Uh, top 10 of stage two, Kyle Larson, Sheldon Creed with a second place. Hell yeah. Uh, Cole Custer, John Hunter, Justin Allgaier, Sammy Smith, Riley Herbst, Jeremy Clements, Noah Gregson, and Alex LeBay. LeBay. We go back to green, and we get to lap 25. This is the Sage Karam noah Gregson incident that has been burning everything right now. Basically, from we did, I didn't watch this race. We actually we watched, what, the last 10 laps while we were at SRX, I think. If that, yeah. And we saw the Sage Karam interview after this happened. Um, 
Base Sage Karam's an IndyCar driver who's been doing some Xfinity stuff. Noah Gregson's Noah Gregson. We all know and love him. Um, Sage kind of, there was some contact getting into turn one, I think, if I remember watching the replay <clears> earlier. So there was apparently contact multiple times. Yeah, well, that's what they, Gregson This said. wasn't the first time they ran into each other. But this incident started in turn one. Karam was on um, Noah's outside and kind of, kind of, Chopped him a little bit, got his nose. Noah got sideways, gathered it back up. Ty Gibbs went around both of them. And then I I don't remember what corner it was. I want to say it was like three or four. Um, They ended up next to each other again. There was more contact. Karam kind of pushed Gregson outside to the outside. He does. Whether intentional or not, gave Noah no room. Zero room. Forced him into the grass. Pushed him off into the grass. And when they hit the straightaway under the cheese truck sign, which I still love about Road America, the looks like an 18 wheeler, it's a cheese truck. Cheese, cheese. Um, Noah basically just turns right. He yeah. got under his skin a little bit, apparently, and he'd made no attempts to cover up what he was doing. He buries Karam in the left rear quarter, tries to left rear him, ends up pretty much taking himself out almost. Yeah, too. it was. They had no good camera angles on it. Because they only of, had that one looking because from the of back. where it was at. Yeah, <clears throat> but neither of the cars reacted how you think they would. Not at all. If you left rear somebody going down the straightaway, you expect the car hitting them to go more right and the car getting spun to go left. They both like bounced. They bounced off of each other. Yeah, it was weird. And both spun out in opposite directions. It was the weirdest thing ever. It He had <sighs> to have hit them maybe front tire to rear maybe wheel. Maybe the tires even, caught. Even yeah. door to tire. It was weird. However, he hit them. It did not go how no anticipated. No, anticipated. no, he did not want that to happen. So unfortunately, as Jeff Burton said during the broadcast, this track is only 30 feet wide. So with those two cars spinning into the very dry dirt, there's a dust cloud, smoke and everywhere. And it was over the crest of a hill. Over the crest of a hill. Which I think is what made it worse. I mean, basically, it was the combination of all those things was just not going to work for anybody's favor. So when they spun, they collected <sighs> Brett Moffat, Bailey Curry, Andy Lally, Noah Gregson, Landon Castle, Daniel Hemrick, John Hunter Nemechek, Myatt Snyder, Josh Balicki, Sage Karam, Tyler Reddick, Jeremy Clements, Brandon Brown, <sighs> all involved. Uh, basically half the field. And I think... Maybe three of those names drove away. Uh, I know um, Noah made it out alive. I believe Sage Karam's car wasn't too bad. It wasn't bad, but he did get some contact. There was a few cars that made it through pretty much okay. I would say um, Brandon Brown probably got some of the worst of it. Brandon Brown and Daniel Hammer. Daniel Hammer got doored by Brandon Brown. Moffitt, Castle. I think they were both done. Josh Reddick's car was can opener. Balicki took the... The Sargento sign with him like yeah, a snowplow. I, I don't think his car was hurt too it bad. It wasn't too bad. Uh, Brandon Brown, really hard time getting out of the car. Yeah, he, I hate to say it. He There wasn't a lot of camera angles, but there was plenty of time. He I think, was the last person driving to the wreck, and he came in full so what, whole speed. What it looked like what happened was the car in front of him went left, and all of a sudden... um. Hemrick's car was in front of him or not. Was it Hemrick? It was the 10 of the, it was the Voyager car. Was it Hemrick or was it Reddick? I think it was Cass. He, I think he, I think. I forget who he Reddick hit. Reddick hit Castle and then Brandon Jones hit, hit Reddick. Reddick. Yes. And Myatt Snyder was in there at some point. Myatt Snyder was there too. So the car that was in front of Brandon Brown dodged left and Brandon Brown was basically, as soon as that car left, there was Tyler Reddick's car right in front of him. It was nothing he could do. Yeah, now, unfortunately, was, if he had slowed down in the middle of the wreck about 100 yards back, I think he just, I'm not saying he had his foot to the floor, but he did not. He was just trying to get through was, it as quick as possible. Haul, he was hauling ace. Yeah, he was hauling the mail. And I'm not going to immediately blame 
Brandon Brown on this one. No, that it's at a weird spot in the track. It's over the crest of a hill. Maybe all the smokes at the top it, of the hill. I don't know where the spotters are standing at this point. It kind of reminded me of um, Jordan Taylor's Corvette wreck last year. I forget yeah. where they were. Remember, he came up over the crest and there was a Lambo sitting there and he had there was nothing he could do. That was Road America, wasn't it? I, I think that was the front stretch. No, it wasn't Road America. It was somewhere else. I forget where it was. That. I'll have to look it up. But so, yeah, he got Brandon Brown got out of the car very gingerly. I mean, Mike Snyder came running over to him before the yeah. track workers got there to make sure he was OK. He was basically in the fetal position against the wall. Yeah, he had got out of his car, helmet still on, and laid against the wall. Yeah, Myatt Snyder ran over. He was kind of just like catching his breath, and Myatt Snyder came running yep. over to his um, I haven't heard anything. I'm assuming he was okay. I think we would have heard if he was hurt by yep. now. I, I haven't heard anything, or I just missed it. But So then, so that's all that. I mean, what's your thoughts on Mr. Gregson's moves there? <sighs> I don't hate that he did it. I hate where he did it. I'm kind of, yeah. If you're gonna get if you're gonna retaliate, obviously him and Karen were going at it. And Karen pushed him off the track, which warranted Noah's retaliation. I just don't think left rearing somebody going down the straightaway is the place to do it. Yeah. Especially as blatantly as he did it. And that was like fresh off a restart. Everyone is so yeah, packed it up was, right there. There's plenty of opportunities for you to shift ship somebody into a corner. I think that would have been the play right left rearing somebody and trying to just intentionally spin them. I mean, go down into it's the, just, I think the next corner was turn five, that heavy braking zone, yeah. go into that corner yeah, and just push him into the dirt, push him into move, the dirt. Move like on with your day. I, yeah, I agree. I love Noah. I don't ever want him to change. We were talking about this right. with Ant the I, other day. I love it. Retaliation. Yeah, I Retaliate do too. to everything that happens. I don't care. I don't want do it, but do it smart. Yeah. I don't want Noah Gregson to change his attitude, his persona, any of that. But what he needs to do is be smarter about what he does because that was he not, he let the frustration get the best of him and he made a stupid move. And there's no way of him knowing what was going to happen and how dangerous it was going to be. I'm not saying that it's not the same as right rearing somebody in a super at an oval. Way. Yeah, it's that is blatant, but attempted murder, in my opinion. But this was just. There's no hiding it when you do this. No, especially he was he was six, seven feet away from him. That car cut right. It wasn't yeah. like they in, were right on each in other's his mind. He was going to left rear him and spin him off into the grass and it never, never landed. The never only thing again. is that still there's a lot of, um, you know, he basically hit him right before going under the bridge. He right. He left rears on the right way. He's going to slide across into the, the wall at the bridge. There's yeah. Armco past that. You know, he's going to hit something. It's pretty narrow that right there. Yeah, so it was it was a split second decision that I don't hate that he did it. I just, like I said, I hate how he did it. How he did, he did it. Agreed. I think there was a much, there were plenty of other opportunities to take care of what you needed to take care of. Yeah. If you let it simmer for a corner and yep. then do it smartly, fine. No one's talking about it, but it, it was just the place he did and how blatantly it was. It's you can't hide it. Yep. And junior and Kelly are going to sugarcoat it on Twitter, but I'm sure they're reaming him out in person. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm sure. Um, so that was a massive mess that took a while to clean up. Uh, so on lap 32, Josh Balicki goes off track from uh, from 18th after contact with Jeb Burton. Uh, 34, Chris Dyson spins in turn 12, gets stuck in the gravel, bringing out another caution. Uh, Anthony Alfredo got the free pass. Josh Berry came to pit road right before the caution, so that's convenient for him. Um, during the pit stops, Cole Custer had a slow stop and hit the Preston Pardis tire, leaving his box. Noah Gregson and Patrick Gallagher were speeding and Preston Partis had too many men 
And Jeremy Clements, an uncontrolled tire. So a little chaotic on pit road, but we kind of expected that with these ass backwards pit stops. Yeah, with these backwards pit stops. Um, lap 38, Sheldon Creed uh, starts smoking from seventh. Sammy Smith spins and Miguel Paluto gets damaged. Both of them were in the top 10 at the time. Lap 44 was the big uh, Cole Custer. Oh, no, I lost my brakes issue going into turn five. Yeah, that, was, that. A, that was a pretty vicious wreck. That was to be a honest. wild wreck. We were watching that when that happened. Um, that brings out the caution with essentially four to go. We go into overtime. Actually, I think that was with one with two to go. I think it was a 45 lap race um, It ended up being up 48 lap race. We had a hell of a battle in during overtime with Kyle Larson and Ty Gibbs. Now, Kyle Larson's pretty much dominated this whole race. Ty Gibbs is catching him. We were watching it in the Stafford parking lot. And basically, Kyle just overdrove it on one. I forget what yeah, corner. It was, it was turn three. Entering was turn really three. Unpredict or un- uncharacteristic. Yeah, uncharacteristic is what I was going for. Exactly. Of Kyle Larson and not be cool in those final I moments. I think he was looking at his mirror. He's kind of the king of cool. Yep. He was looking at his mirror and he overdrove turn three. Ty Gibbs got around him. Ty Gibbs ends up holding on to get the win at Road America in overtime. Uh, top 10, Ty Gibbs, Kyle Larson, Josh Berry, Austin Hill, Brandon Jones, the Dinger, Riley Herbst, Noah Gragson comes back for eighth after wrecking half the field. Jeremy Clements gets ninth and Ryan Sieg gets 10th. <laughs> Um, interesting race about, you know, these the Xfinity road course races are the best. They're so yeah. good all the time. Like I'm excited for mid Ohio or mid Ohio on the trucks this weekend. That'll the be Xfinity good. cars. Just, they drive like almost like early nineties cup cars mm. on road courses where they're bad and good. It's bad, but it's good to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, then we get into the cup race. Um, I watched before I think it was on Saturday before we went down on Saturday. Saturday. I watched um, some of practice and qualifying, and I was excited because these cars looked like they were fun around that track. I mean, sliding all over the place. Alex Bowman comes across the line during qualifying completely sideways, doing a little Tokyo drift across the line. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, Sonoma didn't show how good these cars were, in my opinion. I agree. Where these these cars looked fantastic at Coda, yep. like purpose-built for Coda. And Sonoma is like that road course that was built for solid axle, mm-hmm. no suspension V8 race cars. Yeah. Where Coda, Road America were built for sports cars. Yeah. Trans Am. Basically what these cars are, sports and cars. I feel like they were kind of out of their element a little bit at Sonoma because it was so purpose built for NASCAR that these cars are, oh my God, they look so much better on these unlikely road courses. I, I agree. And um, they- that video of Bowman's car of just skirting across their make believe start finish line for qualifying the, the fake one, yeah, was so fucking good. And oh, these it was cars, wild. Just a little bit I saw. I didn't watch a lot of the race. A little bit I saw. Oh my god, these cars looked so good. And I mean the they were almost Chase Elliott Tyler Reddick battle at the end. Yeah, dare I say they were they almost fantastic. They were almost track. too good. Yeah, they looked really good. Um, so before the race, the quick trip two fifty presented by Jockey. Uh, Kyle Busch went to the rear with an engine change. Apparently, he uh, missed a shift in qualifying, and they were worried about the motor. And Hesman's to the rear for unapproved adjustments, a lot, a lot less in this race. Um, right, and Kyle Busch was also one of the ones that you were talking about experienced the rotor issues. Yeah, so Kyle didn't mention this. I don't know if he saw it, but in practice and qualifying, um, I don't know if Kyle Busch had it, but I know it was a lot of the Chevys. Uh, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, and there was somebody else. I don't remember who it was. I thought it was Kyle it Busch, might have but been. I may have been thinking about it was kind of lumped in with him changing. The Maybe I don't remember, but um, I know for a fact I was watching qualifying and after the first round of qualifying before the final round of qualifying, I think that's what it was. Or maybe it was in the middle of the first round, something like that. Um, NASCAR allowed 
Chastain's t- crew to change a rotor because they saw cracking in the rotor. Yep. And basically NASCAR was like, okay, we know, you know, unapproved adjustment, but that's a safety issue. Please change the rotor. Yep. Um, and there was, there was some cracking on a few other cars as well. So that was adding to the, let's keep an eye on this. A lot of heavy braking in this. At and this I place. don't believe it was an issue during the race. I never saw any issues. No. So they might've made appropriate changes. Maybe they were running yep. more, more uh, tape on the air. Dumps. Yep. Yep. So we start the race. Chase Elliott gets the pole. He leads the field to green. And on the first lap, he radios a concern with a steering issue. Um, we were, I was watching this live. They were talking about coming to pit road early to get it fixed. Or they were talking about on the first stop, giving up track position to fix it. And, you know, obviously I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but by the time the first pit stops rolled around, he was out to like a six second lead. I mean, his, I think we were in the discord and it was, um, me and DeBarro were talking about it. We're like, he's got a steering issue, but he's half a second faster than everybody else. Like, why would you fix it? Right. Just let it roll. Something's working. He just said something what didn't feel right. It wasn't like it was broken. He just said it felt weird. Obviously it was working. Yeah. So I believe Corey LaJoy before the start of the race says right here, lap one, Corey LaJoy goes to garage with steering issue as well. So he actually went to the garage. He didn't even make it to the start finish line. I think he said, nope. Um, lap five, Eric Almirola hits the curb and Kyle Busch also spins at the exact same time after making contact with William Byron. That was kind of a kerfuffle in turn five. Yeah. And unfortunately, Eric Almirola cleaned up his little mess up to get hit by and, Kyle and Busch. Gets absolutely hit out of nowhere by a spinning Kyle Busch yeah. and knocks him into the dirt. Anyway. Yeah, Almirola was like sideways off the curb, gathers it up. But then to his inside, Willie B's turning Kyle Busch at the same time. And he gets cleaned out by Kyle Busch. Yeah. Not a lot of damage on either one of those cars, but you know, obviously put him behind the eight ball a little no, bit. No, and that's, you're going to lose so much track position at that point in the race. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lap 10, Alex Bowman missed turn five. Uh, then we get into right before the stage break at lap 15, we get into the road course pit stop shuffle. Yep. Do you um, want to win the race or do you, you want to win the stage? Exactly. So uh, we had pretty much all the leaders came in. Denny Hamlin got his first penalty for hitting too many boxes on the exit. Uh, they actually, NBC showed the NASCAR footage from the Hawkeye, from the, not the Hawkeye, but yeah, with like the, all the little lines and stuff. It's their computerized it. it's system. Crazy. It's wild. Um, most of the front runners come in to pit before the end of the stage. They can flip flop the stage, but Chase Briscoe stays out and wins the stage. Um, Oddly enough, Denny Hamlin came back in and got another too many boxes penalty. I thought that was later in the race. I wonder if Kyle's notes are wrong, but I don't know. Whatever. I believe Kyle. Yeah. I mean, he's used to having too many in the. Um, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, who who came in second at the stage? I don't know, because Kyle usually very good about these things. I know the top three. It was Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, Alex Bowman. And then after that, I stopped paying attention. Yeah, hold on. Give me like two seconds here because Kyle normally is very good about these things and he did not leave me the top 10. And I'd like to have these things. And I'm not seeing it. Oh, hold on. I got a results tab. Here we go. Um, oh, God. I've only got the race one. I apologize, everybody. Blame Kyle. Yeah, but don't blame Kyle because we don't want him to quit because we'd be fucked. Oh, here we go. All right. End of stage one. We had Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, Alex Bowman. You were correct. Uh, Joey Logano, Kurt Busch, Harrison Burton, Bubba Wallace, Eric Jones, Justin Haley, and then Chase Elliott was that first car to pit in 10th. So he kind of cycled back around to 10th. <laughs> Why is everything happening here? Wow. This website blows. Come on, Dan. People are leaving. All right. Here we go. Moving back on, 
Uh, lap 24, we get back to racing at some point. Lap 24, Tyler Reddick passes Kyle Larson for second in turn five. Joey Logano overcooks turn five and takes out Bubba Wallace. Yeah, that Whoops. was unfortunate. Whoops. Uh, lap 27, Brad Keselowski has a too many bo- hitting too many boxes penalty, so that's the third one that we know of. Uh, Kyle Busch was over the wall too soon, and Todd Gillen pitted outside of his box. This was a fun one. Lap 29, five laps after Joey Logano wrecks Bubba Wallace. <laughs> I like Kyle's notes here. Joey Logano hears footsteps and gets off track in front of Bubba Wallace, even though Bubba did not touch him. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little bit of sweet justice there. It was hilarious because you watched it. You know, NBC cuts over and you see Logano. He's he's off in the dirt. I forget what corner it was. A bunch of guys were getting wide over there, yeah. though. Um, he gets off in the dirt. And you see Bubba behind him in the broadcast. It's like, oh, oh, is that a little revenge for earlier? And then they cut to Bubba's, aunt, Bubba's roof cam. And they're like, oh, this will tell us a good story. This will be a good shot. And sure as hell, there's Junior. He's like, he never touched him. Bub, Joey just overcooked. It, it was, was one of those, like, it was it was like, those high-speed left-handers where you're just kind of lifting and rolling through the corner. Joey didn't lift enough. I must yeah, have been looking was, in his mirror or something. Completely different turn, but very similar to uh, Ty Gibbs getting by Larson in the Xfinity race. Yeah. It's, you, just, you have a feeling he's going to hit you, so you drive it a little too deep yep. and you overshoot it. That was funny. That but was the Honestly, one of the coolest shots of the year was the slow-mo of Joey going through the grass. That thing just dukes a hazarding yeah, over everything. Jumping over the access road and then hopping over every bump in the grass and sliding onto the It pavement. was really cool. It was a cool-ass shot. So that uh, was lap 29. That was, yeah, so it was a lap before uh, the stage ends. The leaders uh, pretty much once again did the pit road shuffle. Shaffle. Shaffle. Oh, I'm all screwed up. I hate this website. I have the results for stage two. Brian Blaney with the win. Joey Hand, Ty Dillon, Kurt Busch, Eric Jones, Justin Haley, Harrison Burton, Bubba Wallace, Chase Elliott, and Tyler Ruddick. Oh, look at you contributing. Yeah, and that that, uh, Joey Hand, um, Ty Dillon battle. Actually really good. good. Big for for that uh, Joey Hand in the 15 Rick Ware car. Um, obviously, you know, he's in a Rick Ware car. They're fighting more or less to stay above that bottom three in points. Cause if you get, you know, what is, I forget the rule of it's bottom three in points, like three years in a row, yeah, you get your charter several taken years in a row. So they're fighting, you know, so that nine stage points is really going to help them. It really will help <clears throat> more them stay stupid, above stupid charter nonsense. Yeah. But Ryan Blaney, they decided to stay out and get the, uh, stage win, you know, cause they're, he doesn't have a win yet, but he's stacking playoff points right. and stage points. So he's making himself more comfortable. Right. Um, that's not even, I don't, at this point, I don't think they care about the playoff points. That's 10 guaranteed points. In points. General. Exactly. Stage and points. when you're fighting for everything you can on that cutoff line and a win isn't in the window for you, if you can get two really good stages, that's awesome for yep, you. Absolutely. Um, Cause so, look at all the drivers that could use 20 points. Right. Oh, now. hell yeah. So that was lap 30 lap 35. Uh, this one was funny. Bubba Wallace spins in turn one from 25th, but he's able to get out of the sand trap. And then he looked like a uh, salt truck driving through Manchester, New Hampshire on a, the night before the storm. So I didn't see this, but I saw a bunch of people Dude, saying that it was. So they brought it up on the broadcast. I think it was Latart was basically like, you can see all of the air ducts and scoops and how much, how many places there are under the car for air to get in, which is now gravel getting in. Dude, he's driving. They had a slow-mo shot of him going and it was it looked like somebody was had the deck lid open and was standing in the back just throwing five gallon buckets of gravel out the back. Yeah, I think we were seeing this turn one at Coda as well. Yep. There were several 
Yeah, exp- yeah, exactly. Turn one at Coda. I think it was Logano. Actually, it was when they all wrecked going into one. Logano, and then they maybe came out. Kurt Busch. Yep. They had a couple shots of them, and there were rocks and stuff coming out of every orifice. Oh, it was car nuts. I mean, that he, you would never expect stuff to come out of. He dumped so much gravel on the track. I was, I thought they were going to throw a debris caution because it was that bad. Right, it, was it gets unreal. stuck on top of the diffuser, and then yep. it just rattles on the diffuser yep. for fifteen laps. It was wild. Um, Ross Chastain gets off track after Kyle Larson had enough of him battling for third. That was actually a really good battle. Um, Kyle was behind Ross for a couple laps there and they were going, you know, Kyle would go after him. Ross was fighting really hard. And then there was, I forget what corner it was, but I mean, they had the overhead shot. I think it was the same corner that Bubba maybe almost got into Logano. Um, but yeah, uh, Kyle basically said, Ross, get the fuck out of my way. He, he gave him the bumper and made him take the corner a little faster than he wanted to, but it, it was, a fairly clean bump. And oh, run. it was a bump and run. I it mean, was clean. Ross touched the grass, got right back in the line. Yeah, he was didn't clean. Lose it was position. He didn't wreck him. He didn't yep. spin him or anything. He just bumped him, got him out he of his way. Him. Yeah, he rubbed him. Uh, Chastain fell the fifth after that. Lost another spot too. Uh, lap forty-one. Truex Jr. pits from tenth, and that fired off all the green flag pit stops in the last stage. Kyle Busch, Todd Gill, and Josh Blicky also pit at the same time. Uh, two laps later on 43, Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, Daniel Suarez, Austin Sindrick, Austin Dillon, Alex Bowman, Chase Briscoe, all pit as the top eight. They all just came flying in together and a really good pit road battle with, uh, Chase Elliott and Tyler Reddick. Um, I was telling Norm about it earlier. They came in. I think Reddick was like only four car lengths behind Chase as they hit the, the speed limit line. Yep. Um, Reddick's team had a really good stop and he, he looked, I thought he was going to get by Chase. Chase was in pit stall number one, and he just, as soon as that jack dropped, he lit the rears up, cut the thing left, and I mean, if Reddick didn't touch, I mean, at least the camera angle we had, if Reddick didn't touch, if, you know, if Elliot didn't touch Reddick's front bumper, like just scrape it, I'd be shocked, because they were right there. It was looked awesome. like that scene in Days of Thunder when Cole comes out right before the yes, race car. Yes, looked, looked exactly like that. It was awesome. <clears throat> Which um, isn't actually that surprising, because the RCR pit crews they've have been, been solid on fire. Yeah, they've year. been really solid. Um, and then basically after that pit stop, we just get to watch the Reddick and chase show. Unbelievable. Reddick's trying different things, trying to get by him. Um, chase is doing a really good job. And then, so then three laps later on lap 46. Now, mind you, three laps does not sound like a lot. It's a four mile racetrack. There was a lot of battling going on in those three laps, 12 miles, six minutes. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Um, but on lap 46, uh, Tyler Reddick gets by chase in turn six, or I actually think it was turn. Well, it started in turn five. Uh, Elliot overshot turn five again, like we talked about a little bit of maybe trying too hard to stay in front. Right. Instead of being defensive, he looked like he was trying to be offensive, and he just he locked up the left front getting into five. Reddick got the position on him, and then going into six, Reddick was on the inside and was able to get by Chase. But again, they had a pretty good side by side battle. Yeah, from what I saw for three or four turns, it was, so it was a, a really solid, a really clean battle with those guys. It was unbelievable. Um, but watching Tyler Reddick get out front and then it was basically for a while, Chase was, you know, a half second, seven, six, seven tenths behind him. And he, you know, he gained on him a little bit. And then Reddick would, they, I think they, on the broadcast, I remember hearing him like his crew coming over the radio and telling him, you know, just don't even look in the mirror, hit your marks, hit, you know, calm down. And you gotta remember, you gotta think about what Reddick's going through. He how, knows if how he fucks this up been so and he knows times. if he fucks this up again, I mean, how, how mentally bad is that going to be for this kid? If he's gets the lead this late in the race and can't close it out, you know? Yep. Again. Um, Reddick is, I'd say just like Daniel Suarez and the fact that kid doesn't make a lot of enemies and he's had every good opportunity taken away from him as far as wins go. I agree. I mean, yeah. obviously his, his road to this point hasn't been as bumpy as Suarez's, but 
he's one of those guys that I think like everyone wants. Everybody wanted to see that. Yeah. And it was, he's been that guy for, I mean, three years now that we're like, he's going to get his first win any day. Now he's going to get his first win. I said it right at the start of the year. I thought he'd have his first win like two, three weeks in the season. I said it from the second he got in that eight car because he outperformed that three week in and week out. And he's been close even in the old equipment. So it was one of those things where it's like, he's been close so many times and I don't think if Chase got to him, I think you're going to see the cleanest Chase you've ever seen, which he proved when Reddick was battling him. Because yep. it's like everyone saw Bristol. You don't want to be the next guy to do that to this poor kid. Yeah, you so wanna, I think yeah. you're going to see whoever's battling him a really clean battle. They, the two of them had a great battle. Like it was clean. There was contact, but nothing major. There was just bumping, you know, clean racing. Um, then we get into that like tense moment. So that was 46. Uh, lap 55, Bubba Wallace gets, he pulls down the run, the, uh, runoff in turn five with a brake issue. I don't know if you saw that. If you went straight in turn five, there was a bunch of tire barriers you could go around and just yep. get the hell out of the yeah, way. Kind of like an F1 type yep. deal. So Bubba Wallace, he he basically just bailed um, in turn five with a brake issue. This was the big one. So we are two laps from the finish. I don't know if you saw this. Um, kind of one of those footnote things that in the long run is a big deal. We're watching it. You know, we're, you're waiting for something to happen to, right. to ruin this kid's race. Lap 61, there's like two to go. Austin Dillon blows a lot. Uh, I think it was a left front loses a tire in 19th or early way back in the, you know, early in the track, like turn one or two shreds a tire. He's limping it around. Uh, junior said it. He goes, you know, you got to hope that carcass doesn't come off. That'd be a debris caution. He basically gets to turn five and does the same thing. Bubba does just pulls off and parks it. Damn right. Kudos teammate making sure his, his boy gets his win. Yeah. And that's awesome. Cause you know, he could have limped it all the way around. Pop pop was in his ear. Yeah. Probably. Like, hey, listen, red dogs in the lead right now. Like, yeah. We kind of need to take one for the team here. You're yeah. not going to make it back. You're not going to gain any positions. Just get off safely and try not to stop on the track. Exactly. So keep he did the it, same thing. Slow. He did the same thing. Bubba did. He pulled into that runoff area to make sure that there wouldn't be a caution. Cause we've seen that before with, didn't it happen at Hend- with Hendrick here last year? Wasn't there a late caution because Bowman, wasn't it? Bowman had a bunch of damage and he pulled off into the pit, pulled off into the pits. I don't remember. Why do I remember that? That Bowman, I think had like a tire going down or a tire rub and they were worried that it was going to blow. Was this another chase? And it was chase and Larson, chase and Larson were battling for the win here. If I'm, I think I'm remembering this correctly, that chase and Larson were battling for the win. Was it this or Coda? I think it was here. I think it was at road America and, uh, Lar- or Bowman had a big tire rub and they were worried it was going to blow and ship him into the fence. Back, so he, he pit fenders were made of yeah. metal and men were men. He pit with, you know, three to go to change the tire, basically to save his yeah. teammates to win I the race. That sounds familiar. Cause I remember yep. him losing a good, uh, good race. I remember that. Um, so then that brings us basically to the end of the race. Lap 62, Tyler Reddick cruises to his first cup win. So he had chase in his rearview mirror for a while. But in the last five or so laps, he just started. I don't know if Chase lost, you know, yeah, if Chase was, used his shit up or if Chase was like, because they were 20 something seconds ahead of the field. So I don't, I honestly think Chase was just like, I'm just going to back off, get my second place and be happy. Yeah. Just kind of keep my stuff clean. Because Reddick ended up for a restart. Yeah. Reddick ended up winning by like four seconds, I think. So yeah, he's probably just saving his stuff, hoping for a restart. Yeah. So Reddick gets his first cup win after finishing runner up five times in his career. Yeah. I mean, we've watched it happen in front of us for the last couple of years of him being this close so many times. Um, and I think you have the top 10 because Kyle didn't give me the top 10 again. I do. So Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Reddick. Reddick won. Um, and then it was Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Chastain in fourth, Suarez in fifth, 
Trackhouse top five. Yeah, yeah, that's both Trackhouse cars in top five finishes for them. Six was Chris Busher, seventh Austin Cindric, eighth Michael McDowell, ninth the Dinger, and rounding out the top ten was Kevin Harvick. Yeah, Michael McDowell with yet another top ten. I know yeah. they were actually talking about it on the broadcast that he had set like a personal goal with his team to make another top 10. So he's having some, he's having such a good year, some sneaky consistency and yep. getting some personal goals yep. out of the way. Huge track house, both in the top five, um, you know, 200 cars up there, which we came to expect. But my big takeaway, Kyle didn't put anything and I didn't see anything in the questions about it too. Um, they were talking about it during the pre-race and in practice that after Sonoma, uh, the Toyota camp was very unhappy with their, 17th and worse showing basically the, the best finishing Toyota at Sonoma was 17th. So they came out here and finished where? Uh, just as bad. Um, yep. But I, I think they were talking about Gibbs team specifically. Mm. Well, that's pretty much all Toyota that almost every car had a different setup in it to yep. see if they could figure something out. And Truex, I mean, he had a good run. He thought, I mean, Truex, Truex that finished 13th. He ended up 13th. He was the highest finishing Truex Toyota. And Bell were really the only ones that I don't think had trouble. Exactly. And I was, like I said, I was watching qualifying and Truex didn't qualify as good as he wanted to, but he got out of that car. He was all smiles. He was like, I, we got a good car for tomorrow. I think we're going to be a lot better than our qualifying spot, blah, 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 blah. And then he comes out and runs 13th. Yeah. And every other Toyota, he was the highest finishing Toyota. Denny was 17th. Christopher Bell was 18th. Yeah. I mean, that's not what you want. I mean, go back up, Steph, to the top. So we've got, I mean, at your top 10, you're looking Chevy, 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 Ford, 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 Chevy, Ford. That not That's not good for them. Good for Chevy, yeah. though. Let's go. Um, and that also is the first time in 70 years that we've had five first time winners in one season. They talked about it on the broadcast Nuts. a few times. The last time this happened was the second year of NASCAR. Literally when there was only first time winners to be had. That's all there was, was first time winners. Yeah. And I think we were talking about earlier how Brad K was probably one of the biggest, like ones to want to celebrate with Tyler Reddick. He came over. Pulled over next, don't give him a congratulations. And everybody was though. almost I mean, every one of the first time winners we've had this year raced for Brad Keselowski racing at yep. one point. And it's cool to see. We saw it at Sonoma with Suarez, all the drivers going by, giving him congratulations. Yep. Same thing happened with Reddick. I mean, you know, Larson put a big donut in his door and yep. Brad K came over, gave him, gave him the yep. shouts. I mean, Chase, you can, Chase came over fist bumping right yep, away. Yep. I mean, even uh, Dale Jr. I mean, remember Reddick won a championship in the Xfinity series for Dale Jr. He came over, you know, he could, or he didn't come over, but you could hear him on the broadcast. He sounded like a proud dad kind of yeah. thing. Like, you know, cool and to Red, see these. Reddick's one of those kids that he's known Kyle Larson since they were kids. He's probably known Christopher Bell equally as long. Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney. He grew up with all these guys. Yeah. And he, he's been in their inner circle and he's one of those guys that I don't, how many people will Accept an apology from Chase Briscoe after the Briscoe. Oh my God, that Bristol dirt race. If I was Tyler Reddick, I would have punched him in like the mouth. Like that kid, I don't think there's a single person on this track that can say they don't like him. So I was honestly surprised there wasn't more. Yeah, no, I was, I, I was too, but there was definitely, you know, even when he was so road America, they do their celebrations. There's not really a lot of grandstands in the front stretch. So they go to turn five. That's where a lot of the grandstands are. They do their donuts and all that. And even, um, by the time the NBC crew got there and was doing the interview with him, he was already out of the car. There were still cars driving by and he was getting the, you know, the revs as they're yeah, going as, by. As he was celebrating and high-fiving Brad Keselowski real quick, even, um, I think it was 
Hamlin came by, yep, yep. kind of saluted him, like pulled off the track. I love seeing it. that when these guys get their first wins and they're a liked guy that everybody wants yeah, to it's see. Awesome. You see that there is, as much as these guys are competitors, there is a lot of camaraderie in that garage where you've got guys like Suarez, Reddick, you know, yeah. hell when Michael McDowell on the 500, like you've got these guys that everybody want, like you said earlier, everybody liked this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, like just think about it. Like Reddick's both of Reddick's Xfinity series championships. He went head to head with um, Cole Custer, Austin Sindrick. Yep. yep. And those are two of his best friends. Like Austin yeah. Sindrick, did you see the bear hug Austin Sindrick came and gave Tyler Reddick in yep. victory lane? That's they all get excited for each other. Yeah, you know, I love it. Like I do I, too. I love it. Like I wish Ross Chastain could have got this, but his win was kind of his first win was kind of dirty. It was. And yeah, I would have loved for Ross Chastain to have won. How Reddick won? How Briscoe won? How Suarez won? And I would have loved to see those guys be able to high five him after that. But his win at Coda was kind of a little messy. controversial. So he wasn't, he kind of lost more fans than he made at that moment. Yeah. But like for Reddick, for even Cindric, I mean, he locked into that Daytona 500 win, but I, there wasn't many of his competitors that were mad. Uh-huh. Like he's one of those guys. I'm not a huge Cindric fan. I just find him to be kind of bland, but he's another, I look at him kind of like a, not as bad of a chase upbringing, but I mean, when your dad's right, like half running Penske, like, He's mature. He is. And he's very mature. Like I was saying with Reddick winning or losing Bristol with Chase Briscoe. That's a mouthful. Easy. He was super fine. Whatever it happens, like we're going for the win. Look at Cindric last year with Hemrick. Yes. Hemrick wrestles him out of the way, sneaks in a victory for the, Wins championship, the championship in the last foot. And Cindric comes up high fives him after and goes, yeah. yeah man we were racing for a championship i would have done the same fucking thing yeah. to you yeah exactly it was that gained me a lot of respect for cindric i'm it's still a not lot his of these, biggest fan but i don't hate him. a lot of these younger guys seem to have a, a good amount of respect especially like you said they've all been well, racing it, together it since they were five ways. years old you it's, know it's either you have tyler reddick austin cindric or you have ty gibbs noah gregson kind those of type of guys which i think nascar needs that balance of the two types of guys right. i think it needs it it's almost not the reference movies, but it's like a Star Wars. It's the light and the dark. You right, know, you exactly. need it to balance everything out. If everybody's, if everybody's on the tight or everybody's on the, um, you know, Tyler Reddick and Austin centric side of thing, it's boring as hell. If everybody's on the Noah Gregson, Ty Gibbs side of things, it's <gasps> fucking chaos. And, it, and that's right. It's, 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 it's wrestling. Series. It's wrestling, you know? So you need that, <laughs> that light side, dark side kind of balance thing going on. It's kind of awesome. And then you got, you know, Obi-Wan, Kevin Harvick, and Brad Keselowski in the middle, keeping everybody fucking yeah. sane. It's just kind of cool. I mean, Brad Keselowski was Noah Graxon when he was young. He was, and so wasn't Har so wasn't Harvick. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Um, So that basically wraps it up from Road America. Norm's still dying. Um, I got something tonight. You got a little tickle in your throat there? Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> um, So that basically wraps it up from Road America. Next week, this week, whatever you want to call it, it's already going to be Wednesday when you're listening to this. Thank you, holiday weekend. Uh, We are heading to... New Atlanta for the second time. You know where you could not pay me to go in the middle of July? Is that Georgia? Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck scheduled that one, but I bet you it's going to be fucking oh my miserable. Um, we are two weeks out from Loudoun as of right now, like a week and a half, actually, because after Atlanta, we come to Loudoun. Um, for those of you coming to Loudoun, we will probably next week talk more about, I think we'll probably do the same meetup spot as last year because that was... That worked really well. That meetup spot. We'll we'll be blasting social media with all that stuff and getting right. everybody situated on what we're doing. Um, on our news front, we didn't talk about this yet. I think we talked about it last week. 
Uh, we will be going to Loudon on Saturday. 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 We have uh, media passes because apparently somebody in Loudon thinks we're media. We're big time in it, boys. And breaking last week, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle's got the schmoozing skills because he schmoozed us into the goddamn media challenge. Now I know how he got that fucking job in Enterprise. Too. No kidding. That Avis job, man. He must have schmoozed that somebody. That could talk an Eskimo into buying an ice hut. You yeah, know what I mean? Kyle, what that mouth do? Um, I know you're going to listen to this tomorrow. Um, we have now schmoozed our way into full weekend of media passes at Pocono when we go to Pocono, too. Yeah. So we have two straight weekends of hot passes. Who the if, fuck are? Who the fuck do we think we are? If they don't take them away after the first weekend. Yeah, if they come by our campsite and see. Hey, yo, loud in Pocono. Maybe you guys shouldn't talk for a little bit. Yeah. You know? if, they, if they come, Pocono comes Keep by the. between each other. Pocono you know? comes by the campsite and sees Cohan half hanging out of his van, passed out with our banner hanging over his head. They're going to go. Yeah, and his freaking Ty Gibbs blood doll he's pull, trying to build. Pull those passes, boys. <laughs> but. Yeah, meanwhile, our media vests are hanging up on the clothesline. <laughs> I'm going to wear that fucking thing around shirtless all night. I don't give a fuck. Tarps off, boys. Tarps, vests off, tarps off, vests on. Um, Damn, we need to get chest hats before we get that. Oh, shit. Let's draw one on. <laughs> Just fucking Sharpie one. No, so that'll be uh, an entirely new experience that I am kind of excited, kind of terrified to find out how that goes. Yeah, we still don't know how we're going to handle it. I kind of want to use this as just pit passes. But Dan had to go out there and get a big fancy camera. I did. I walk so, around with the lens cap on the whole weekend. So, so I used to be into photography back in the day and I kind of fell off of it. And I figured when they told, when they said we were going to have like the vest for, you know, going into the photography areas, I was like, I mean, I get to take, go to cool places and take cool pictures of race cars. Daddy needs yeah, to I say, think, say less. I'm going to buy a new camera. All three of us have vastly different expectations for how this is going to go. Kyle's already I making like Kyle thinks we're getting full on Bob Pockris <laughs> media. Kyle thinks he's going to be in the scrum. He's going to be in the scrum with Pockris and Bianchi. Be Jordan Bianchi yeah. sticking phones in <laughs> Kevin Harvick's face. Who knows? It might be. I don't fucking know. Dan is going to be full on Bubba Wallace and just walk around just taking pictures of everything, which I'm here for. That's what I'm doing. That's if, I've already made my mind up. I will I will set up areas. I will walk into pit stalls and start moving around stuff to make it more camera worthy. Hell yeah. And get kicked out. So Dan is fully camera guy. He wants to take some sick pictures, which I am all for. Yeah. I fully support good, that. Good videos too. I think Kyle's a little far-fetched with his theory of we're Fox Sports News 1 here and we're Who knows? interviewing every driver. I want to come up with some sort of like fun question that like they were asking at, I think it was Coda. They were just walking around like, Hey drivers, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? And they'd answer Dumb like, shit like that. Cool, yeah. And we'll just stitch together yeah. a video. But honestly, I just just going to enjoy the pit passes. I'm going to enjoy the pit passes until walk around the garage and try to at least high five one driver until the garage closes at, I think it was 4 PM. And then we mosey back to the campground and turn into the complete opposite of media. Right, at Pocono. At Pocono. At, but yeah, Loudon. Loudon will be a little different. We're going up Saturday. Um, we have the passes all weekend. There's not much going on Friday that would be worth taking off work. I think it's just like modified practice. Yep. So we decided the three of us are going to go up Saturday for the Xfinity race, the mod race, the cup practices. Yeah, we kind of just get the full infield. Get the full gist. And then we're not going to use them on Sunday because obviously we got 30 of you coming with us. We're not going to abandon you guys to yep. go run around in the pits. for. And not much goes on Sunday. I mean, what are we going to go watch? Driver, driver intros? I, I mean, think Saturday will be more somehow schmooze our way onto a pit box for Sunday. You guys might be on your own. No, I would say I would say all we got to do is find Mr. Derek Griffith and we could probably be on his pit box on Saturday. Yeah, which I'm in. <laughs> so we'll uh, we will obviously have all of that in the coming weeks. Um, but like I said, next week, I will think we'll definitely hammer down our plans for everybody meeting up with us. Uh, that parking lot we met in at the Concord Mall last year was perfect. 
So we'll probably do that again. Yeah, that was actually really good because there was an ATM right there that I don't think actually worked. But, <laughs> but yeah, the Concord Mall is shutting. The down Concord Mall more. is pretty much a ghost town at this point. I'm pretty if sure that ATM works this year. It'd be great. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we were only what ten minutes from the track. We all got yeah. in a group and just cruised in together and. We're gonna have the hot dog roller. Uh, there may the glizzy glider. There may be an appearance by my father. I have talked him into going to the race. He's waiting to see what the weather is going to be like. If it's going to be too hot, he ain't going. Right now, the weather looks like it might be in his acceptable range to venture. I've been to a race with my dad in years. He's gone. Like we've been at the race together, but like his um, his ex girlfriend worked for a car dealership, so she got tickets. Yep. So like we'd meet up and tailgate, but then go to our different seats. Like Which I, I think we've done in the past. I yeah. think your dad's kind of popped. His He's popped in. Yeah. Before. But he, uh, I have not been to a race with my dad in Jesus, probably 15, 15 I'm years. I'm going to so. say the last time I went to a race with my dad was probably car tomorrow. Yep. I didn't even offer to bring him this year because I know for a fact, he'd be like, what do you mean? We're not going to show up five minutes before the race starts and leave five minutes before it ends. <laughs> well, I think I talked my dad into going to hang out and talk uh, to people. I can't do that. I've been trying to bug him for a couple months. And I think where I got him was dad. All you have to do is show up to my house. We're driving. You get in my truck. We'll, you will bring everything. You show up with yourself to my house at like nine o'clock in the morning. See, here's the thing. My dad would not get in any vehicle I own. Valid. Well, the Tundra's will, nice. My dad will freaking talk me up to everybody he knows. Like, oh, his swap that came out. That looks factory. That's Never awesome. riding it. Sees me in person. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. And it was just like, is your dad big Rand, dude? My dad, <laughs> my mom's like, oh, your your dad was talking about your truck to Uncle Todd, and he was saying this and that about how it looks factory and how clean it is. I'm like, really? He's never said a word to me about it. Awkward. Like he, he was even give you yeah, he was even saying race. that with the Miata. Like when I had the Miata, he's like, wow, I can't believe you pulled the engine out, got it all back together, put it back in, got it my, right, stuff like that. To me, he's like, hey, is that piece of shit gonna move anytime soon? Like. Thanks, the, bro. the most praise I get from my dad is, you know, well, at least you didn't end up in jail or like with needles in your arms or something. <laughs> thanks, dad. Appreciate it. That's what you thought I was going. Awesome. And he thanks me for getting him out of. Yeah, he basically knows that it's all her fault because he, he said that he goes, he said it to her multiple times. He goes, thank you, because he'd still be living here if you didn't come around. <laughs> Imagine the cars you'd have. True. No, he, I just got to kill him first, but I wouldn't do Woo. that. I like him more than the cars, unfortunately. But um, so, yeah, that'll be fun if he goes. He's going to get to see that. And it's full. Oh, God. What have I done? Dude, he's going to think you're famous. I know. It's going to be horrifying. Until um, you get there and everyone's just like, Dan, fall in the puddle again. Yeah. Oh, fall yeah. down, fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Ryan, um, topics under the stairs this week was talking about NASCAR. And Ryan brought up that my foot was swollen for a week after Loudon last week. Sir, it is still swollen uh, a year later because I never went and got it looked at. It still looks like I have a golf ball under my ankle. So congratulations to me. I'm a fucking idiot. But. Yeah, uh, shouts to the guy at Stafford, too, that uh, stopped me because I was wearing my Brad Perez shirt. And then I was just shooting the shit with him and ended up saying, that, oh, yeah, we were on the deck late. He's like, oh, we're, and I showed him the picture. And he goes, oh, I listen to you guys. And I was like, oh, my God, this is uncomfortable. But it was pretty cool. It was pretty rad. I uh, saw another guy wearing the shirt, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I wish I wore mine because it seemed like the Brad Perez shirt. It's kind of like a little cold. There was ball. two. There was another guy there with one. We fucking, you know, I saw him. I yelled at him. He looked over. We high fived. And then like five minutes later, that dude stopped me. And told me, like, oh, that shirt's awesome, blah, blah, blah. And then I showed him the picture of the logo on the back of the truck. And he went, oh, my God, I listen to you guys. That's awesome. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Right, and it was it was even cooler because he said he listened way before. Like, he just randomly found He us. said he listened before. Yeah, he yeah. was like, yeah, he said he'd been listened. He'd listened to us like last year or something. Um, So, yeah, keep an eye out because it is going to be a busy couple weeks before I disappear for two weeks. Although I'm going to try to zoom in from over the pond. That'll be interesting. 
Yeah, I don't see you doing that. I'm going to try to. It's only going to be like, so you I can try. I did the math. It's when you guys start recording at like six, seven o'clock. It's only like 11 o'clock over there. I'll just bump. I'll just barricade myself in a room and off we go. We have our own room. We're not. Oh, fucking a right. We do. I was barricading myself in there. Kick you out. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, Steph. Get out. <laughs> so you've been on the podcast more than anybody else, but you can't be in the zoom. I don't know. Has she? Because we've had Ryan on a couple times. No, I think. Yeah, I think this is like your fourth time. Yeah, this is at least third. This is at least. Well, she came down once, wasn't on. This is at least probably your third there or fourth was time. one time that I was here and I didn't start talking until like the end because there was something I wanted to say because I was afraid to talk. And was then it just, about pizza toppings? No. And then this was my <laughs> second time actually trying. Yeah, because this is her second time filling in for Kyle. She's been on before, though. Just She sat in the corner, and then that one time, I remember, I don't remember what it was, but you were correcting Dan on something, and it was perfect. Yeah, she does But it you lot. just, like, kind of rolled over to the mic, and, Kyle, and you were, like, trying to, like, tell Dan something. Kyle's just like, I'll just turn your mic on. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks for us. Uh, let's head over to the limited amount of questions. Well, actually, I think Discord popped off, but. Yeah. Do you have to press the button this time? No, there's no question button. I mean, I can just. Nick sucks, 21. That, was that is really fucking loud. loud yeah. I have those too loud, but whatever. Not my problem. Sorry, y'all. We're we'll, new. We'll fix it in post. Uh, no, we won't. No, we won't. What? <laughs> we don't uh, even have a post. On the Twitter, we have two questions from Mr. Ryan Hammond. They're thinkers, though. Uh, first one, what silly season news drops first? The driver of the 10 car next year or Kyle Bush's contract? Could Kyle leave Gibbs for the 10 car? I don't think he's leaving. I don't. I think he's staying in the eighteen. Yeah, Kyle. Well, the question leaving. was which drops first. I think they're going to make everyone wait for the Kyle news as long as possible. I bet you the, the ten suspense. car happens. Yeah, you're right. I tell you what, I don't think they're dumb. I think what draws more attention and what makes more sponsors want to come on board, and then that's thinking that he's sponsorless. Yep. Yeah. If they come out and go, Kyle Busch is racing the eighteen Menards car all next year, then no sponsor is going to come step up. Yeah, they're going to let the they, suspense build. Yeah, if all the talk all year is Kyle Busch needs a sponsor, every company is going to be knocking on that door to try to sponsor Kyle Busch. Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's an idiot, but he's top three biggest names in the sport right now. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> I think that that goes hand in hand with what I was saying when Kyle Larson came back into the five. And it was like, oh, if he's sponsorless, it's stupid to put a sponsor on the car that's not paying. Yeah. The Hendrick cars. Yep. Because it's. It's easier to sell blank space than it is to try to outbuy somebody else's thing. So I think, honestly, if they don't have a deal signed, I'd be surprised. I think they might be holding out trying to get more money. I Probably you wouldn't be <clears throat> probably not wrong about but that. I don't see him leaving. I honestly. I don't. His ties with Toyota are too deep for him to possibly If he go bailed on else. Gibbs, what happens to Kyle Busch Motorsports? You know what I right, mean? Exactly. Like, so, yeah, I think we're going to hear about the 10 car first. Um. And the other one for Mr. Ryan Hammond is Noah Gregson, the next Tony Stewart. Hell of a lot of talent, but damn, those hot-headed moments seem to be way too common. Just ask Ryan Newman what it's like to be on the receiving end of that one. The only difference is Tony was still doing it when he was 40. He's still doing it now. Yeah, Noah is 25 years old. There's a lot of growing up that could be done. Yeah. If he's the next Tony Stewart, cool. I'd love to see Noah get three cup championships. Hell yeah own a team be one of the most colorful guys in the sport for 25 years straight. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but it's, he's still really young. Yeah. So that is it for the Twitter questions. You want to just wow, go only two. Yeah. We only had two. We're yeah. light this week. 
Surprised, but it's no, okay. No Django this week, dude? No, Django the must hell? be sleeping. And he he's not on anything. He didn't pop up on the... I think he's mad because I said we replaced him with Brad Perez. <laughs> um, apparently, according... Uh, more breaking news. Um, according to the Discord, DBC has a mm-hmm. uh, coal-raking ceremony with Mr. Iwuji. Yeah. They destroy him, apparently. Hey, yo. We'll listen to that on the way home. I'm here for it. We'll listen to it on the way home, and we'll uh, report back never. What did he? What did he do this week? He's just Jesse Wooji. I mean, I know he sucks, but was there? A I don't know if he did anything specific. I didn't hear about it, but I, maybe he just sucks. Norm's thinking. Yeah, I'm, the thinking face is kind of terrifying. I didn't see him arc breaking. I didn't either. Week. Whatever, we'll find out. What do you got for the uh, the old <laughs> disco? There All was right. quite a few, and Discord made up for it because yeah. there was quite a few. I'm gonna start out with one from yesterday, Mister Flat Out Forever. Just a quick little comment. Bubba's car can second as a salt truck during the off season. I'm not even kidding. I'll have to find the video of it when we get off because it's it's hilarious. All right. Next one. Papa San- Sanchez himself. Joseph Sanchez. Joseph Sanchez. Do you think with Chad Knauss in his new role that the H- HMS cars of Byron and Bowman are testing setups for the playoffs? Both have had nowhere near the speed they have had at the beginning of the season. Johnson had similar stretches when he was in his prime and came back to life once the chase started. I mean, I could see that. It make I it, would love that. I would prefer that over the truth that I believe, and that's that Bowman and Byron's cup careers have been plagued with them being inconsistent. Yeah, I I, I agree. I'd rather. I think mean, this that. is kind of this was Bowman's story last year, the year before. Is he'll come out hot at the beginning of the year? Yep. Be super meh, meh in the summer in the middle kind of pop up at the beginning of the playoffs and kind of fade at the end. I mean, I was a Clint Boyer fan for 15 years and watched him do it every single year yep, too. Yep. Do I think that they're testing for later in the year? Yes and no. Maybe. Like I, I could see Chad was doing that, but this kind of goes back to our JGR discussion. Are they going to hurt them? You're choosing probably the worst of the guinea pigs to do it. Not to mention... Bowman and Byron both have the least amount of playoff experience. Yes. Why would you mess with them midseason? You know, not, what I mean? not to mention than, the fact that we're getting closer and closer every week to the thing that nobody thought was going to happen, and that is 16 winners. You're going to put one of those guys in jeopardy of having shit finishes throughout the summer. Right. And, and not making them, the playoffs. I mean, Byron has two wins. Bowman Byron has will one. be Byron will be fine. Bowman is, I think, ninth out of the 12 or so that have won. Already. Yeah, but still, I mean, he has a couple bad finishes testing yeah. setups and he could be right at that in that 14th, 15th discussion. I think if that's what they're doing intentionally, it's risky. Yeah, but I would honestly rather that than what I think is actually happening, which is they're just both in slumps right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I meant to ask that. What are we at for winners now? 13, 13 with eight to go. Yep. Eight, I think eight races to go before the end of the so regular yeah. season. It's a real possibility. It is. We have 100%. We have, because we have, I say, two guaranteed winners before the end of the year, whether they do it before the playoffs or not, Truex and Blaney. Blaney. There's no way these guys don't win before the end of the year, whether they do it before the playoffs or not. That's another thing. But you have to think about what we have left for tracks. Atlanta. We have Atlanta this week, which is a super speedway. Anybody can win that, you know, quote unquote, super speedway, but it raced like one. Then you go... Loudon should be a pretty normal one, but look at last year. Almirola came out of nowhere and beat everybody. Right, or this could be a Harvick race. Exactly. Um, you got Pocono. 
probably not going to be a surprise, but it could turn into a few mileage race. Yeah. Anybody could win a few mile, I few mean, mileage Toyotas race. Toyotas have been great there for years. Christopher Bell hasn't won yet. Truex hasn't won Bubba yet. Bubba hasn't won yet. Bubba hasn't, exactly. Then we go <gasps> to Indy Road, wild card. Yep. Anybody could win that. Well, not could, anybody. Could but. easily be another dinger race. Exactly. Christopher Bell, another road course guy. Then we've got, after Indy Road is, am I thinking wrong there? Hold on, let me look at the schedule. Um, Indy Road, take me home. Watkins Glen is the middle of August. That's, you know, when we're gone. Um, hold, hold on. I'm getting it right now. I wish my, I keep forgetting to update my app. So we have Atlanta, New Hampshire, Pocono, Indy road, Michigan, which we don't know anything, what that's going to do. I think it'll probably be pretty normal, but that's a big wide racetrack. Who knows? I think that'll be a pretty, that that should, if I had to guess, if I had to put money on it, that's probably going to be a, somebody that's already one's going to nope, win that. Brad Kozlowski is going to win in Michigan. Or Brad Kozlowski. I don't know. Uh, we've got Richmond. That could be Truex. That could be the Toyotas have dominated Tru- Richmond for the last couple of years. Yep. So that's another Bell, Truex. Any of them could win that. Then we have the Glen. Again, throw it throw it up in the air. Who knows? And then we have Daytona. There are more than enough options there to get three or, well, three I'd, winners. Three. I'd say we have five wild cards pretty yeah. much before the end of the season. Three more winners will get us to, season. you know, three more winners will get us to where the playoffs will be nothing but winners. One, you know, four more winners gets us to somebody that won a race ain't making the playoffs. Mm. So, yeah, not to mention we get to Daytona the week before the playoffs and Bubba Wallace wins. You know what I mean? Like something like it's that. Something weird like that could, it could last, anything. Last minute pass on the front stretch. And that's why they put Daytona there because yep. they want that. I mean, look at last year. Remember Corey LaJoy with the hot mm. shit rocket ship? He was in the top five with like yep. 10 laps to go. Imagine that, you know? So it's definitely, you know, I was, I've been kind of optimistic that it could happen, but I also didn't think it would. I think I've been, I'm the starting, most you've been the most outspoken about it. Yeah. it. Kyle's been poo poo in it since the beginning. Yeah. I've been kind of on the fence. Like I think it could happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. But now after this week, I mean, honestly, if we get another, another new winner in Atlanta, I'm on the train. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, Stenhouse, he could, yeah. he, he could easily win it at Atlanta. I mean, I get why Kyle was poo-pooing it because we go from a year last year where Larson- 10 wins. 10 races. We have currently right now the most amount of wins that anybody has is two. Yeah. Nobody has any more than two. That Doesn't is- one guy have three? Nope. I was listening to this. They said it on the teardown earlier. The most amount of wins that anybody has is a couple guys tied with two. And we have- which is four, which is fucking insane. Yeah, it just shows how different this year is. It's insane to be talking on July 4th that we have nobody with more than two wins. When the hell was the last time that happened? Yeah, and this is the 16 winners thing. This is the year. If, if it's, it's going to happen, it's, it's going to be ever going to happen. I think it's this year. Agreed. 100%. And we are damn near close. And like we said, there is minimum two more guys that I think are guaranteed to win before the end of the year. Just because they've been there so many times. <clears throat> yep. And that's Blaney and Truex. But like we said, Harvick has a couple good tracks coming up. There is five wild cards before the end of the year. Yep. Or before the end of the regular season. So yeah, I in 16, I could I'm not going to guarantee it, but I'd be surprised if we had more than one guy getting in on points. And not to go off on a small tangent, but we're talking about playoffs. They were talking about this on the teardown this morning. And I honestly didn't even consider, like I brought up earlier with the playoff points, I think we are in for one of the most exciting playoffs since they've come up with this format because everybody is so close. Because no one's running away with... Right, and no one's consistent. No one's consistent. There is not, aside from, let's say, maybe Chase or Chastain, 
there's nobody that we're looking at. Like, look at last year. We all went in the playoffs going, it's Larson's to lose. Two years ago, it's Kevin Harvick's to lose. We don't have that this year. There's not, I can I cannot look at Chase and Hart and Chastain and go, well, it's theirs to lose because they haven't been yeah. consistent enough for me to think that. We're going to go into these playoffs. Everybody's going to be on top of each other. We are going to lose some we big, could, we are going to potentially lose some big names in the first round. We could easily see the three Joe Gibbs racing cars that are currently in the playoffs get knocked out in the first round. Yep. They've proven to be inconsistent. Very inconsistent. We could see two out of the 400 cars get knocked out. Or on the opposite end of things, yeah. we could see Tyler Reddick go on a tear, get a bu- I mean, think of the tracks they were talking, again, they talked about this this morning. You've got Darlington. You've got Homestead in the playoffs. A lot of Tyler Reddick tracks. He could go on a tear yep. and win a fucking championship. Here for it. Let's you know go. what I mean? Like, So Do I it. think this playoffs is going to be one of the best we've seen since they implemented. Like, this is why they made this system. Yep. And I'm excited. I'm I'm actually really excited for this. This is why they built this car. Yes. 100%. So, yeah, it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year. Corey Scothin, the train man himself. Who do you think is the most underrated driver in NASCAR currently can be across all three divisions? Underrated? I want to say like a Sam Mayer, Josh Berry, but they're pretty not underrated. And I they're, guess. they're in the spotlight pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And neither have had a real good opportunity to show their skill. I'm going to go with like a Brett Moffitt. Brett Moffitt's pretty damn good. He was <clears throat> killing it in the truck series and just couldn't get a good ride in Xfinity. Yeah. And really it's just been like kind of under the radar, kind of just struggling in that your motorsports, our motorsports. Our, our motorsports. Yeah. Um, I'd go with another guy of that same caliber, um, Sheldon Creed, but it's early in the season. He really hasn't gotten a chance to really get rated in the Xfinity series. Yeah. He had a lot of bad luck. He's had some shit. But yeah. I, as far as like just like overall skill in just disappearing in the bad equipment they're stuck in, Brett Moffitt sticks out to me. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Who do you got? I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm just trying to think of some guys in that in that realm of like crap team, but talented driver. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'd have to really think on that one. I actually saw that one earlier. I meant to think about it and forgot. Do we want to take a guess on who Kyle would say? <laughs> Give Kay. you a hint. It's a her. <laughs> Natalie Decker. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if she was even rated, I'd be surprised. honestly, honestly, I mean, well, Haley's not really in bad equipment. I mean, she's in that Gillen truck. They've won right, races. But I mean, but. I call underrated as kind of like you're better than where you're at and you're better yeah. than how you're doing. You said it when we were watching SRX. You were like, she needs to go to Xfinity. Yeah. I, I normally am not a fan of pushing drivers up quick. I think she needs to get the hell out of the truck series because she's just. You have. It goes both ways. Like you have guys like Zane Smith who are excelling in what they're doing. Yeah. And it's like they want to take advantage of him while he's hot and move him up to cup. Yep. It's a risky play, but with how stacked the Xfinity field is, if you're not racing for Joe Gibbs or Junior Motorsports, you're really not racing. Yeah. So they see that as Zane Smith needs to get out of trucks and just go and go right to cup because it's more equally competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than Xfinity where it's really stacked against you. Xfinity is like ARCA, but bigger. Like where, there's, you know, ARCA, you go that one, the Venturini team. 
and everybody else right, is just playing. Exactly. Everybody else is right, playing for a top three, ten. There's three cars every week. Yeah, we saw ev- it at Pocono. Yeah, Back. every everybody else is playing for tenth place. Where you, it's like that in the Xfinity series. If you're not like you said, if you're not in a Gibbs or a Junior Motorsports car, you're showing up hoping for a top ten. Right, and where Zane Smith, I feel like he's excelling in trucks. So there's no need to put him in a mid pack car in Xfinity. Just send him right to tr- Cup. Yeah, where Haley Deegan is struggling in a mid pack truck and trucks. So maybe put her in Xfinity where it's cleaner and she'll have more of a chance to grow. Yeah. Like Haley's clearly not ready for cup. No, but truck is such a shit show crap show that maybe she can't show her real talent because it's, it's a hornet's nest. Yeah. Where Xfinity, it's a little bit cleaner. I mean, it's not that much better, but if she can get a higher quality ride in Xfinity, then she can really grasp what's going on and get better. So I think it's, she's struggling to do good in trucks. So move her to Xfinity and see if she does better in Xfinity. Zane is on the opposite end where he's doing so well in trucks, it may not be beneficial to move him to Xfinity. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. So those are two just names randomly because yeah. Zane Smith is, he's that guy right now. That he's the guy that's, at. exactly. He has, he's like top prospect right now. Stepped up to the plate, come out of nowhere and just been on fire. Yep. So <clears throat> we'll move on. Corey Scothin again. If Bubba had a different pit crew this year. Plot twist, he does. Mm. He sent this at eight this morning. So this one is a little wild. <clears throat> if Bubba had a different pit crew this year, would he currently be sitting locked into the playoffs with a win? I mean, like, holy shit, like that. Yes. Oh, my God. We can predict the future. Yeah, we can predict the future. I honestly I know exactly what would have yeah. happened. I mean, I do. I think he'd have a win. Possibly. He's had some fast cars that. It always seems to be when he has one of the fastest cars in the field, his crew would fuck him. So maybe. Yeah. I mean, if if his pit crew has been perfect every single stop, the chances of him winning are higher. Uh, yes, absolutely. There hasn't been a race other than maybe last week at Nashville. Was it Nashville that the Toyotas were so strong? Yeah, I think so. Other than last week at Nashville, there hasn't been a race where he's been so competitive that he could have won. I don't know. Last uh, week, what was the he, one? What was the one Kurt won? What did Kurt win? They were both super fast that race. And I think Bubba's crew fucked him in that one. That wasn't Nashville. That was, I don't remember. Hold on. I'll find it. Is that gateway? Uh, I think that was gateway. Hold on. I'm looking right now. That's Kyle Bush, not Kurt Bush. Uh, Kansas. Kansas. Okay. They both the twenty three eleven cars were fast at Kansas. I mean, there's no way of saying if he would have won, he would obviously be in a lot better position than he is now. Exactly. No, I know what you're saying. <clears throat> All right. Corey Scothin again. With how well CBS has been covering the SRX, let's hypothetically say that they replace Fox as the other cable provider and use Alan Bestwick as their lead announcer. Who would you like to see come? Who would you like to see alongside him? Oh, I mean, boy. Clint Boyer and Mike Joy. Yeah, just take steal them from Fox, Ooh. please, because that'd be... Well, I don't know if Mike Joy, though. Mike Joy and Alan Bestwick, you can't have two play-by-plays. Yeah, but I feel like Alan Bestwick is that, like, he would be, like, just the step below Mike Joy of a little less encyclopedia, Alan, a little bit more personable. Alan Bestwick could almost be the Chris Myers of CBS if they got yeah. NASCAR, like the guy that does the, you know, the Peacock pit box or the, you know, the... Yeah, or hell, now you can stop Mike Joy from going on the road. And yeah, he can kind of just put his feet down yep. and stay in Charlotte and kind of do what Larry Mack's doing. Have Clinton Beswick. Yeah, that'd be interesting. What it comes down to is you don't want to lose them, even if the TV provider changes. I don't want to lose them. No, not at all. Right. Yeah. If if NASCAR next year goes, we're ditching Fox 
everyone in Fox that does NASCAR is going to get dispersed. Yep. Same way Speed Channel did. Same way ESPN, ESPN did. Yep. They're going to get picked up. Clint Boyer is not going to go from NASCAR and start commentating basketball next week because Fox moved. Exactly. That's not going to happen. He's going to go wherever NASCAR goes. Whether that happens kind of like it did with Alan Bestwick, where it's kind of just like, sorry, we don't really have a home for you anymore. <laughs> then so be it. Yeah. But I still think Clint Boyer brings enough to the table that he brings the entertainment. It's just Fox's organization, camera work, just overall appearance is just lacking. Terrible. That I honestly, I would like to see the same team they have now just move over yeah. to a competent broadcaster. Yeah, it's, Agreed. Not, it's not the talent. It's the it's yep. the actual broadcast. But I. Because we wouldn't want to lose like Jamie Little either. Yeah, exactly. Jamie Little's Jamie, awesome. Jamie Mack, Larry Mack. I mean, we have, they have some great people over there. Agreed. Maybe lose um, Adam Alexander. Like, ah, oh, shame. I don't mind him, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. And whoever is the horrible truck announcer that works with Mikey. Oh, fuck. The wheel. Oh, Jesus. Who of Ross Chastain. Isn't that Adam Alexander? No. That's the other guy. But he's a struggle. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to see everyone come over. I love Alan Bestwick. So if we could get Alan Bestwick full time in the booth. Let's do it. It is Adam Alexander. No. Alec doing the trucks? No, there's another guy. Uh, Maybe it's not Fox then. Hold on. I'll figure it out here. There's one other announcer that I don't I don't think it's Adam Alexander. It's not um, Phil Parsons either. Vince Welt? No. No. I think his name begins That's with pit a reporters. I know who you're talking about. Uh, Maybe it is Vince Walsh. Yeah, it is Vince. It, it, all I'm seeing is Adam Adam Alexander. Uh, 20th season of Camping World Truck Series coverage with Welsh calling the action yes. alongside analyst Waltrip, Kurt Busch, Phil Parsons. Phil Parsons is in there a lot too. Yeah, Phil's not bad. Vince Walsh is who I'm thinking of. Yep, Vince, Vince Welsh, Welsh does the trucks. Yep. Yeah, he's the one who's like, and he shifts. Yeah, he's got a weird for delivery. For the final time yeah, he's got a weird and he delivery. always like calls it in the like, middle three and ross chastain comes to the line off of four yeah yeah i know what you're saying grabs the wheel and ross chastain wins the race yep i know what you're saying like that guy i could do without him um rick allen comes close sometimes to being cringy with his final lap calls but i think he's better yeah all right and last one from Corey scothon with Blaney being 112 above the cut line, does he feel safe to make the playoffs despite not having a win yet? No. No one does. No one feels safe. Like like we just talked about. There could be, before we know it, there could be one spot left for points, you know? Yeah, he could make it into the playoffs and be in the second round and not feel safe. I mean, I will say, though, There's he is currently... In the, I hate these fucking standings, but in the playoff standings, he's currently fourth. Yeah. He's above all of these guys that have wins, you yeah. know? So he's not feeling I mean, bad. Hamlin still shows like 20th in points. Yeah. Hamlin. Know, if, if, he, if he makes it into the playoffs because we don't have that many winners, he'll be good with playoff points. But beyond that, he has to yeah. actually make He it. has a bunch of stages, I believe. Like he's literally in the regular standings right now. He's second in points. He's only 33 behind Chase. I just hate this whole stupid playoff standing thing. But yeah, he's technically, if the playoff started today, he would be in fourth. Yeah. So I think he's feeling pretty good. 
but you have to have that looking over yeah, your shoulder. He's not worried about anyone pointing him out. He's worried about people winning him. That's out. the thing. He's always going to be looking over his shoulder going, if we have three more winners and I'm not one of them, yep. I'm out no matter how many fucking points. Yeah, I have. So he's a hundred percent thinking about that. He, yep. he wants a win now more than he did at the beginning of the year. Yep. It's, it just solidifies him into the playoffs, but even still we're talking about 16 winners. There could be 17. There could be 18 with how crazy this season has been with how crazy the races we have coming up are. I'd say he's pretty safe if he wins, but I mean, there could be people, Cindric, Logano, or not Logano, um, Cindric, Denny Hamlin, Bowman. There are guys that could get knocked out with wins. Yeah, absolutely. All right. JB622, the painter himself, the designer, Mr. Of Brad Perez, 43. Designer man himself. I set my friends on fire, Toyota Tundra. When is somebody finally going to slap Noah Graxon back down to earth? I mean, they've tried to fight him before and it never worked. I mean, he's tried to fight people and it hasn't worked out for him. Although Valid. He, did, he did get a good hit on Harrison Burton, but I'm pretty sure a kitten could knock Harrison Burton out. Um, That's he, he's yep. picked the fight with the wrong guy. <laughs> if his car was dead on the side of the track next to Sage Caroms, I'm sure Sage Caram would have gave him a piece of his mind. Probably in person. But the fact that they both drove away because that didn't give that, him that, that interview with Sage Caram was fucking sp- Spicy. Spicy. We were sitting there watching it at Stafford and we were like, oh, because we didn't see we, it. Yeah, I, had, we like, I didn't what know did what we the, missed. I was like, what the fuck did we not see? But yeah, I mean, if it comes down to it and he wads up a couple cars and he's got a bigger guy on the other side of it, they're not going to be afraid. Or no. you get a mid-pack guy that he just unnecessarily wrecks. I mean, let's see him go toe-to-toe against Josh Williams or something. Like a guy that has nothing to lose. Yeah. All right. W. If you were in Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s position, I'd be loving it. I would much rather be in his position. Would you give lessons to your drivers on how to dump people and how to fight? Looks like his drivers could use some help with those particular skills. There seems to be a weird overlap with Dale Jr. with Junior Motorsports drivers and not knowing how to fight. Yeah, but at the same time, like they told Noah to grow up and to stop getting in fights and he went and took Kung Fu lessons. True. Or kickboxing or whatever the hell it, it, was. it was. Something like that, yeah. That... I don't think Junior's going to pull somebody aside and go, listen, this is how you wreck somebody. I think he's going to pull somebody aside and go. Better better time, better place, pal. These guys have been racing legends, go-karts, late models, street stocks for 15 years up until this point. They know how to wreck somebody. Yeah. They know what to do, what not to do. Junior's got to pull them aside and be like, listen, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Like, know when it's worth it to wreck somebody. Exactly. You got to know. And if you're going to do it, you got to know where to do it, when to do it, where you're not going to cause what happened. Right. You know, you're not going to make yourself look like a piece of shit because Noah's a pretty popular guy, but all the comments I was, I was reading like Twitter on Sunday, I think it was. And anytime anything was to do with Noah, it was just like a firestorm of comments. Like, yeah, this not kid's to a mention piece of just shit. the like, meme storm that came of it. Exactly. So if, but if he goes into turn five and pushes Karam into the dirt, probably not right. that big of a deal. Right. But Noah's also, I'm sure looking at it this way as, I'm probably never going to be racing against this guy again. Yeah. So if I'm going to tell him I'm mad at, I'm going to tell him right now. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't see them junior and Kelly pulling Noah aside, pulling Sam aside and go, listen, next time that 54 comes at you, wreck him and then punch him in the face. Yeah. They're not going to do that. They're yeah. going to, they're going to no, tell him to make their own decisions. I think they're going to scold him a little bit because Junior's very up on the up and up most of the time. That's yeah. the thing. Junior's very like junior, about appearances and like, I don't yeah, want to call Junior plays everybody's friend on TV. 
Agreed. He n- knows he needs to be the the mean boss every once in a while. Like Kelly can't always be the mean mom. Like Junior's gonna have to step in and be the mean dad every once in a while. So I'm sure they're not. No, I meant he doesn't want his drivers to be shitheads. Right. Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah. since Noah's kind of his pet project too. Right. I'm just know? saying, like Junior plays it cool on TV. Like, oh yeah, Noah, get up there, wreck his ass. Like, but yeah. behind closed doors, Junior's like, listen, buddy, that's a three hundred fifty thousand dollar race car right there, and my name's on it. Yeah, and that's my name over it. Yep, yep. So, yeah, be smart. Even though uh, Rick Hendrick owned it that one week. Yeah, weird. That was funny. (laughs) All right, Eddie Money, cash himself. Michael McDowell, who saw this type of performance coming from him and at at the good old age of 37, which makes him an old man in NASCAR standards, do you think he makes it into the playoffs? I don't think he makes it without a win. Yeah, he um, needs to win. Like we've just been talking about. I mean, but he's I mean, Daytona is calling his name. Yeah, if he gets no a shit. wild card win. But he's, I mean, he's currently in 21st in points, 240 points behind. Is that the cut line or the leader? Oh, that's the leader. Uh, playoff standing wise, he is, he's 115 down from the cut line. So yeah, he he's going to need a win. But yeah, I mean, the way he's been running. It's been, unbelievable. They figured something you, out on this you, car. You and, stay up front. You're eventually because that's the thing is it's it's not just the road courses. He's doing exceptional on the road courses, but he's also been there in a bunch of other races too, mile and a half like races that last year or the year before that he'd be in 21st, 22nd. Michael McDowell could easily go on that underrated list. We were talking about a minute. Yeah, I agree. He has. I mean, when he jumped in, he was supposed to be the next big thing. And so wasn't Brett Moffat. Those guys were both poised for a future at Michael Walter Bracing. Yep which at the time when he got in that double zero car and bear rolled it down turn one at Texas, Michael Ugh. racing was a world-class team at that point. Still in time. one of the worst accidents I've ever seen. Yeah. It was so cool looking though, but Michael McDowell had a bright future. And then that team folded. He found his way at front row, which is, I think he's been out fighting his weight class since he's got there. Yeah. Yeah. So he could easily fit on that underrated spectrum. I've never been a huge fan of him. But nice I'm enough, not, dude. I'm but. not saying he's not talented. Yeah. And he's showing right now it's you even the playing field and these guys are rising to the top. I mean, look at these young guys that came out of nowhere just because, hey, man, like Kevin Harvick's known how this car has drove for 20 years. This car doesn't drive like that car. Yeah. Now is my time. And it's seems like right now, Michael or Michael McDowell is really adapting to that. He is big time. Yes. Hold on. I'm counting. Seven top tens this year. That's insane. That's probably tied with his career, to be honest. Probably. All right, Ricky Harden. To piggyback off the previous question from Ed, because I'm not sure, I would call 37 an old man in NASCAR terms. What is the prime NASCAR driver age? When do you think the best performance comes? We're talking today's terms. I mean, mid-20s probably. Yeah, I'd say like, because you're they're, 30 years old. Just give it a round number. Yeah, I could see that. Because, I mean, they're, these guys are getting these the cup cars at 22, yeah. 21, 20 I mean, now. And it's, look at all the champions that we have currently that aren't 30 years old. Exactly. Yeah, I would say late late 20s to 30 is when you're really hitting your stride. Obviously, we've seen some of the older guys, you know, mid to late 30s really come on strong. Yeah. I mean, Harvick's had good years. Tony Stewart towards the end. I mean, his last championship, he had to have been in his yeah. late 30s. Jeff Gordon was battling until the end. Jeff Burton, Mark Martin. I mean, yep. he was 75 years old. Yep. And he was still out there winning races. I mean, there's no set number, 
But I think honestly, for you to have multiple championships in NASCAR, you have to get one at least before 30. So yeah, I think I think 30 is going to be a round number. Obviously, we have guys like Joey Logano who are still early 30s that are still kicking ass. We have guys like Denny Hamlin, late 30s, early 40s who are still, still there, kicking, kicking ass. ass. Yep. So there's no set number. I mean, we have guys that wear out before they're 30. Yep, exactly. I mean, look at Casey Kane. Yep. Casey Kane was a hot shot all throughout his 20s and just kind of just faded fell, as soon as he fell got away. Older. Yeah. Do you want to do the next Ed question? Uh, why not? Hold on. Oh, fuck. I forgot which one it was. I was going to hit a button because you yelled at me for not hitting buttons last time. But okay, I've got it. If you want to just, just say who the question's from. All right. Questions from Ed. Eddie Money. Ed Cash. <sighs> I don't want to read this question, but we're going to. You want me to read it? We're kind of low on questions, so I'll read it. Edward Cash. Do you guys think that you could eat more hot dogs than Natalie Decker completes laps? I don't eat hot dogs, but I think I could I have a fighting chance. I, mean, I could eat a hot dog faster than she completes a lap <laughs> at Bristol. Got better <laughs> at the clash. Did you see that shit yesterday? That motherfucker ate. He won like his 15th fucking hot dog eating championship. Yeah, and he fucking choked out a guy in the middle of it. Yeah. What? <laughs> Darth Vader rushes the stage and this guy's in the middle of a hot dog contest and like chokes the guy out, pushes him off stage. He, would, he came up in crutches, too. He would, it was, This was his flu game. Doesn't miss a bite. <laughs> he ate, oh, I forget the number, but they it's call, his, They're calling him the Glizzy Gladiator. Yeah, it's his <laughs> It's his seventh straight win, and he's won 15 of them. My bit, the, my favorite one, Did though, I think. Did you see him put it back? No. Oh, my. Uh, oh, yeah. I've watched gone. it before, but I've literally, I think it was last year or the year before that when he won the number of calories that he ate, you know, the hot dogs you know, fuzzy math with the calories. He ate 1776 calories on 4th of July. Everyone was like, let's go. Steph's looking up Joey Chestnut. It, there's an article that says he felt bad after putting a hot dog eating pro pro contest protester in a headlock. I was just amped up. He said, <laughs> this is no longer a NASCAR podcast. It is now a competitive eating podcast. I was all hopped he, up on he, deep fried bologna. 63 hot dogs. In how long is it? I don't know. I forget how long the actual competition is, but like five 63 fucking hot dogs. Psychopath. 63. <laughs> All right. Next one. Flat out forever. Forever, ever. This is kind of a gripe, but I'm going to read it because it's funny. What is Denny's deal? What's the deal with Denny Hamlin? Get a load of this guy. <laughs> Airplane food. <laughs> guy seems to be guy seems to be not caring about handling his problems. Constant penalties and incidents this year. I mean, he is the most penalized fucking drive. Were they 26 of them this year? Yeah. 26 pit 26 road penalties. Pit road incidents, yeah. Talk about killing yourself I on that one. I think they had an excuse this week for the too many boxes because that sounded like difficult. If you couldn't I mean, that's how we lines. got a divorce in the first place. Yo! <laughs> oh, I want to hit a button, but I'm not sure if it's the right button. Hit them all. <laughs> That'll work. That's the one I was looking for. All right. Remember how loud these are? Maybe we shouldn't press all of them at once. All right. <laughs> L98 underscore Jake. With NBC's cutaway car, it's making me want painted wheels more and more. However, it has me thinking. Do you think the reason the wheels aren't allowed to be painted as of now is because of the tolerances with a single lug and the locking nuts on the back? What about real life blue next gen wheel from Carson Host of ours Twitter? I just think 
maybe they're going to allow them in the future, but they didn't want, you know, let's, I don't know. Maybe they I were like, let's right not now, do it right now. Like everybody have the same wheel till we get this sorted so out. I want to say it's a supply issue because yeah. it made sense early in the season. But now that Penske has time to polish all theirs, 2311's powder coating all theirs black. black. Yeah. It's, I'm starting to think it's not a supply issue. It may have just been like a consistency issue. Probably. Like we want them all to look the same. Yeah. But I do believe it, it, it does go with, they don't want you modifying the wheels. So I don't know exactly how everyone's getting away with what they're doing. Yeah. But I would love to see painted wheels, specifically black, gold, chrome, polish. Please. I hate painted like yellow and white wheels. I don't mind them not, depending on the not scheme. My, not my cup of tea. For me, it's depending on the scheme. Like I feel like, and I'm just going off of memory, but like, I feel like Larson's car with some white wheels would look hot this week, you know, or like the Menards cars right. with the and, yellow wheels. Like and it I just kind of got into a little argument with this with Blackbeard, my favorite designer. Oh God, you're pissing your favorite people off. Do it again. Um, he, his original mock-up for the Larson Valvoline scheme had white wheels. I remember it that. Might've even been this scheme as well. I remember that. And they looked really good on his renders, but honestly, like painted wheels, everything I've seen on iRacing, they don't usually look good. Yeah. But in real life, they could look fantastic. I'm here for, I want it. Oh, I, I do more too. customization. I want them to be you see the interiors, painting roll cages, painting wheels. Did you see the Hamlin Coke car that came out today with the yeah. Chrome 11? Yeah. Oh, that might it's be what. It's not even Chrome. It's like brushed yeah. silver. I think somebody, oh. I think it might've been Ricky Harden. I forget who it was said, you know, probably the, one of the best Coke cars we've seen in, in and decades. Is, and that's also a Blackbeard scheme. Oh my God. It's phenomenal. And I mentioned it in the paint scheme chat, but Blackbeard designed a Denny's FedEx scheme. Yes but they changed it so much from his render to the actual car that it kind of ruined the scheme. Yeah. Cause it looks so good in the original renders and they kind of just like simplified it to make it easier to wrap the scheme, mm -hmm. but they didn't do that with the Coke car. It looks as good in person as it does on the render. And I'm just, Oh, it looks so fucking good. Not going to lie that uh Stenhouse, the glizzy car looks pretty good because the front end's not blue. Right. It matches the scheme. It matches the scheme. Although it still has the stupid dots underneath the numbers uh -huh. that have nothing to do with the paint scheme. Uh-huh. But, but it's got a big old wiener got outside a big of it, old so. wiener on the back so it, on the quarter panel. It, it do be kind of funny. Yep. But yeah, um, I don't know why they're not letting them paint it. I'm assuming it's they don't want the teams modifying the wheels. Probably. They don't want teams messing with how the fitment is risking that kind of thing. Agreed. But seeing as Penske, they're allowing Penske to sand theirs and polish theirs in 2311 to powder coat theirs black. I have no idea why the world is the way it is. Yep. The world's a weird place. All right, Mike Carteropoli. Here we go. When the comment starts with conspiracy theory, I get a little skeptical, so I'll read it. Pretty much skeptical of every one of his posts. <laughs> every one of his quotation hot takes. Ty Gibbs didn't dump Larson for the, for the lead and then later made a post about reprogramming his personality. Did Cliff Daniels spike Ty's water bottle? I don't know, but yeah, that was uh, his Cliff post. Cliff Daniels doesn't drink water, so I don't know why. Yeah, water's not that. good for robots. No. He wouldn't be near him. It would short circuit him. I mean, I will say, you know, we saw a little bit of maturity out of Ty this weekend. Yeah. I'm not saying he wouldn't have moved him in five turns. I think Kyle just helped him by missing the corner. Yeah, but Kyle, <laughs> Ty Gibbs definitely showed that he's mature. Having three wins under your belt this season yep. already yep. helps that. But I mean, Kyle threw the block of a lifetime and Ty Gibbs let off the gas. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I wouldn't have. Nope. I don't care who's in front of me. If you're going to throw a block like that. You better be ready. You come. Because hit you. I'm not stopping. 
So Ty Gibbs checking up when Kyle blocked him, I thought was really impressive. But I mean, Kyle then overshot the next corner and didn't give Ty Gibbs a chance to move him. Yeah. So was he being mature? Yes, but I don't think he would have been for the next five turns. I There was more time for him not to be mature. Yeah. I just think Kyle gave him the opportunity and he went for it. That it for the uh, old disco? Uh, Edward. Edward yeah. Money. He just talked about the Bush beer soap that Kyle already has. He a says, fucking- Kyle, you need Bush beer soap. I said, Kyle already has Bush beer he soap. He does. I've seen his medicine cabinet. Let's head over <laughs> Was to- Was that when you spent the night? Shh, we don't talk about that night. I'm more oh. interested in his like shotgun bathroom in his living room. Kyle's the shotgun bathroom. Oh, the little closet. Oh, the Harry bathroom. Potter bathroom. The Harry Potter right bathroom. next to his actual bathroom makes no sense. It does a bathroom within a bathroom. It's weird. <laughs> Kyle, your house is strange. It's so you can poop with your buddies. Like I said, that's a that bathroom is a the big bathroom is just an assault on the senses. I got attacked by an yeah. air freshener. That house was built during the uh, it was prohibition. prohibition. It was probably hidden was shit. For. It was like hit trap doors. He hasn't found. That's yet. where the moonshine still yeah. was. But they turned it into a toilet. <laughs> All right, let's head over to the Instagram. We were a little light compared to usual today, but that's okay. The first one from Nick sucks 21 Nicholas Cohan. See you in a couple weeks, bitch. Why did Norm go four wheeling instead of go drive race cars in an HMS? You're asking the questions. Norm is asking himself because I didn't think I'd have time to do both. Hindsight. And I regret it. Hindsight. Although he did. I'm kind of happy. There's no video evidence of me trying to climb into a race car because it would not have been graceful. I would have gotten all of the video. Yeah, exactly. Steph would have gotten that one. So I'm not regretting that. Also, Rusty Wallace experience is just like your local go-kart track. The heavier guy is probably not going to put down the fastest time. I don't know. Kevin beat me and he's pretty big. Yeah. So I would have liked to have uh, put it to the test and try next year. I should have because I would have had time to do that. If I had loaded all my shit up and gone there first, I could have gone up north after. You're already. Yeah, exactly. I should have. It definitely took longer than advertised. So, but you would have been fine. You would have been okay. I, I regret not going. Yep. Uh, Ronan H21 from across the pond. From across the pond. Another one for Norm. Norm. Yes. Stranger Things? I'm assuming he's just asking if you've watched it. Did the new ones? <sighs> I'm assuming the last couple I'm, episodes came out. I haven't recovered yet. I'm assuming the last, the final episodes came out. Why? Why, 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 why did you do this to me, Duffer so, Brothers? No spoilers. I'm not spoiling nothing. I also, can we my talk? My heart is broken. So I hate popular shows and that like the younger generations get into because of I saw a thing today that like, so there's that song that's been going around that was on the first half that's been all over Instagram and shit. Yeah, the the Hills song. The Hills song. And apparently there was uh, Master of Puppets from Metallica was in the newer ones. And now that's like number two in the iTunes charts yeah, now. There was probably one of the most badass guitar solos of all time. Because well, it's it's 80s Metallica. Yeah. So yeah. But it I saw Metallica. But I saw a thing that was like, it was one of those tweets kind of the same as when... um. Post Malone had Ozzy on a song and there was like kids that were like, oh, Post Malone really helping out this guy, Ozzy. So he gets known by people. I saw well, the Metallica thing that kind of cuts deep. But Kate Bush, like that song, like was so a, ahead of its time. Yeah, that's a good song. Like that got no publicity. It was kind of like the um, the Cranberry song, the uh, Rascal Flatts or whatever the fuck that yes, was. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That came out that TikTok. Yeah. That got yeah. that song like double platinum in like two weeks that had been out yeah. for 40 years. But I saw a tweet. That was the same thing with the Kate Bush song where it, like it never got the respect it deserved until Stranger Things is like, let me just push you over the top. Real yeah. Quick. Master of Puppets was already a massive song when it came out. That whole album was massive. Yeah. But I saw again, don't know if it's real. It's the internet. But I saw a tweet that was like Stranger Things about to make this Metallica band blow up. And I'm sitting there like, I hate the youth. I hate the youth. 
But I yeah. mean, yeah, that song, that song was probably number one on the charts. I want to say puppets came out 86, probably 85, 86. And that was like one of their biggest singles. So like the fact that it's now blowing back up in 2022. So the, mm-hmm. the thing I saw earlier was the charts and it was the Kate Bush song was number one and master puppets was number two. It's like the stranger things effect. Yeah, You're actually been, right. It came out on my birthday in 1986. 86. Let's go. Cause it was ride and the lightning. Dan, what's her birthday? No, March, March 3rd. 3rd. March 3rd, 1988. Right, my boy. Three, three. She made it real easy. Just like our wedding. Nine, nine. Um, nine, nine. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I had a <laughs> moment. Was there was no reaction. So I was like, oh, fuck. Was I wrong on that and one? The podcast ends with um, blood curdling screen. No, because it was, <laughs> it was kill them all. I think puppets came. No, ride the lightning came out. Then puppets or injustice for all fits. No, it was this injustice is, for all why people listen. Yeah. Come on. I'm a huge Metallica fan. So I just, oh, but yeah, Stranger Things, Metallica. Ronan, that is my jam. I've been obsessed with it since season one. I've already seen season four twice, not including the last two episodes. I'm not, not ready for them. Now it's yet. set like in the eighties, right? So that's why all yeah. these big eighties songs are the yeah. these eighties songs are such a throwback. I was going to say like, I've heard a lot of like, like it goes through like every evolution of the eighties. Okay. Like, it, that's cool. kind of like, it starts out kind of just like nerdy post seventies, eighties, and yep. then it goes into like colorful eighties. Yep. And now it's kind of like at grunge eighties, like metal eighties. Yeah. Like, yeah. So okay, like, that's it's cool. kind of like hitting every corner that, of like the eighties styles, that's rad. but the music, I mean, that's the hot thing with everything right now is eighties music. Yep. It's made like a full return and stranger things is no stranger to that, but that's stranger okay. things right now that finale has me emotionally distraught now that's not that's just another season finale right you they said have there's like one more one season. more season yeah but also there's one more episode of the boys coming out this week i've heard that show's good that too. show is so fucking good and that show is going to turn us on our heads this week as well so next week i may be equally as upset about that <laughs> all right moving on l98 jake with a couple uh hottest take denny wins the cup retires on top ty gives the 11 nope probably not gonna happen that's very hot it that it's, would involve it's, it's almost too hot for too hot all of handle. that for all of that to happen. That would involve Danny winning the the championship. So you know that blows that up right. And trust there. me, that's not the only thing Denny's going to choke on this year. Hey, I also think Denny's way too stubborn to retire yet. Well, he did come out on Junior's podcast and say that when he retires, he wants it to be like on after top. a win, not on top. But he said like after a win, he wants to just like get out of the car and be like, I'm done. Yeah, he pretty much doesn't want to be like forced out of the car. He wants to go out on his own terms. Mm-hmm. Like I want to still be competitive when I retire. Yeah. Uh, L98, yeah. L98 Jake again. I, I agree with this one. Really liking this skinny leaderboard NBC has been using. Yeah. I love that because I fucking hate this whole left side leaderboard thing that I miss the top. Give me NBC the top. NBC has been, they've tried like four or five different yep. versions of the leaderboard I this just, year. All bangers. I miss the top of the screen leaderboard. I've hated this left-hand thing since it came out. I've gotten used to it. It doesn't bother me as much as it used to. But when I was watching the race this week and it went down to literally just the position number and the logo number, I was like, like the number car number. I was like, oh, I like that. That's cool as hell. Yeah. And that goes to show that the the number is the identity of the driver. That's what we've said. Has been I, think for a while. I agree it is, but I think for the casual viewer, that is. Well, they didn't use it the whole time. They just kind of went to it for a little bit and then they'd bring back like the one with the name and whatever. But I'm but, on, I'm on the side of, I think the left scoreboard is way better than the top. The scrolling. Yes. It's not in your face, but I do if you like, know where your driver's at yeah. fast. Oh my you're God. Right. You're right. You, you I, miss it every single time. I do agree time. with that, that I do like, that it's the whole, it's not scrolling, but take that and put it on the top. Like 
the numbers thing. You know yeah, what I mean? They've, they've done that a lot of like sim broadcast yeah. do that where it's just a block at the top. Yeah. Which that could work too, but I want to see intervals and a stuff. standing still yeah. scoreboard. I don't want to see the scrolling. No, thing. I agree. I did not it's like the scrolling. I did not like the scrolling, but I don't like it on the left. I just and, feel like it eats up a bunch of screen. Day, I mean, TVs back in the day, seeing something that small yeah. scrolling. It was miserable. It was, remember the old TV guide channel? If you missed the channel, you wanted to see yeah. it away for the go all the yeah, way around that's again. That's how I feel like with the scrolling thing. That's like, what I'll it felt be, like. I'll be watching an old race. Like, oh, I wonder where so-and-so was this race. Yep. And then it goes by too fast. Yep. I agree with that. Uh, L98 Jake with one more. Also shouts to Tyler Reddick for waiting to make that pass till after the commercial. I agree because I was watching it uh, streaming and streaming commercials are even worse than regular commercials because they play like they're three, not local. Well, they three they play three commercials the whole time. We had a local one. It was a stupid political one that was complaining about gas prices. It played twice. At, it's plain. I didn't know. I thought the building was coming down. Apparently I was landing on our roof. Was that? Um, there was one like political commercial complaining about gas prices, and I think they played it twice every commercial break. They'd play like three commercials, and then I'd get that like your program will be coming back shortly for like five minutes. I was like, I almost miss regular commercials. <laughs> uh, ATK 78, Ty Gibbs earned some respect back this weekend. I'm with Norm on that, though. I think given a couple more corners, we would have lost some more respect for yeah, Ty Gibbs. He, like I said, he showed improvement, but I don't think he showed his true colors because he wasn't given the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple more, and they are all from Mr. Nathan Danforth. Currently in El Salvador. What? What are you, a, like, South America? Like, what are you, a hired gun? Mercenary? Are you getting cocaine? Have only <laughs> that's Columbia. Have only seen it's one NASCAR related thing. It was a Jeff Burton hat. Who is a Jeff Burton hat in El Salvador? El Salvador. I'm kind of down with that. Uh, Nathan Danforth. Are oranges a top three fruit? No, no, not for me. I like orange juice. Orange juice is orange juice. Slaps. I'm, not, I'm not a pulp guy. Shouts to, uh, shouts to, to no. borrow with the Sunny D. We made a bunch of them at the camp this weekend. Did you? We went and bought a 15 pack. And I, I shared that secret with my buddies. My son, my Monday morning, my July 4th Monday morning was she's making breakfast and I have 15 Sunny D's open while I waited for the Malibu we were going to put in it to thaw because it froze in the freezer overnight. <laughs> and I just looked around like, what am I doing? Uh, to answer the question, though, if we include clementines as an Ooh, orange, yeah. then yes, regular plain ass navel oranges, no. I was gonna say you're addicted to clementines, so I love clementines. Yeah, I'm gonna go with no because I'm like, I mean, me, whatever the list is, watermelons at the top. I'm a big like apple. Yeah, watermelons, like bananas. apple, bananas. I don't like bananas. You don't like bananas? I love bananas. Even Dan likes bananas, and he they're too like mushy. I like the banana flavor, mm. like the little runts. All day. I just enjoy but eating the whole banana mushy, in one bite. Mushy bananas are yuckies. Nothing. I like grapefruits, clementines, grapefruits. Grapes. You're a big citrus girl. Yeah. You like the citrusy stuff. Yeah, I just like bananas. I eat them all like in one Watermelons. Bite. Watermelons, apples. I mean, oranges might be. Pineapples, sweet. fuck. I oh, hate pineapple. pineapple. You hate pineapples? I forgot. Pineapple, pineapple and coconut are my two oh, least favorite. Pineapples, popular party. Oh, then you wouldn't like our uh, Malibu Sunny D's. Yeah, that's the problem. Tastes like, they tasted like I'll the get, beach. I'll get all like the good looking drinks. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like that looks like a nice, like the house drinks at this restaurant. Yeah. Always sneak in Malibu. And I'm just like, sons of bitches. Our Sunny D tasted like the beach. Yeah, my mom absolutely judged us for our life choices making those Sunny D drinks. She's like, are they in? But I she, told her she got there. I'm like, watch out for the Sunny Ds in the fridge. She's like, why are they? What's wrong with them? I'm like, they'll get you. They'll get you. And then she tried it and she, she said that would be dangerous. 
Yeah, they're like uh, Jello shots, but you can sip them. Well, the best is that it's in a squirt bottle, so you can just yeah. <laughs> that thanks to Baro, you're gonna kill us all. Oh, I need to do those with like the twist off Capri Sun things. Oh, yes, the Kool Aid ones with the, yeah. yeah. All right, Nathan Danforth, our AC units a top three invention of all time. Yep. Actually, it hasn't really been that bad this year. All right, number one, LS based engines. Number two, internet ACs. porn. Number three, internet porn. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. Somehow that forgot com- you were here. Somehow that comes before internet and computers. Yeah, but- <laughs> yeah I don't think so. I, think I don't ask how I they made the wheel. I just ask that we use it. I can't. I don't think. I don't know if it's top three, but it's up there. Cause it is up there because being cold is important. We've been sleeping. Like last night, we were ice. I don't even think we needed to have the air conditioner on. I was going to open the windows because it was supposed to get like decent last night. But then I went upstairs in the bedroom and I was like, it's like an igloo in here. I think yeah. I'm happy. I'm a happy human being. Uh, and the last one from Nathan Danforth. Fuck, Mary kill our only one of the week. Ooh, First one in a couple weeks. He has no context here. So take this what you will. Fuck, Mary kill red, blue or yellow. I think you just broke norm. I think you have broken norm. See, here's the thing. I just had this conversation. Red's one of my least favorite colors, but red goes with everything. Goes with everything. So I think I'm at the Mary blue, fuck red, kill yellow. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I actually agree too, because yellow is my I'm, least favorite. But yellow, oh, I'm yellow thinking, is a good color. I'm it's thinking, a prime color. But I'm thinking they're all, they're prime. all prime. They're all prime colors because you mix them yeah. together and they make was, things. Prime is the right yes. verbiage for that. Yes. Correct, uh, primary. Primary. primary colors because i remember prime me and, numbers i remember colors. myself doug and brandon bourgeois had the prime colors primary colors mark three thing in his house there was a red uh, one a yes. yellow one and a blue one roy g biv yeah yeah Ooh. i mean i was thinking that you No, can't, that's not even it, prime colors because violet no, violet's in there somewhere and violet's blue and red mixed together yeah. yeah that's what i was thinking you can't make purple without blue and red so uh, you have to kill yellow my so thing is, i also is it green, just so i don't know i need yellow for that so it's a hard yeah question. blue and yellow make green so is it just red, blue, and yellow or primary colors? Yes. Yeah, because you can make any color out of them. Blue and yellow make green. Red and yellow make orange. Red and blue make purple. Mother of God. We fucked up. They all mix them all together. They it's make black. It's just Roy. I was thinking it in no. like car color terms. RB- I should know this. I'm a computer guy. RBG. Uh, yeah, you're a computer guy, aren't you? RBG. Um, I was thinking of it in like car colors. And uh, this goes back to a discussion that Revival's had many times about how yellow cars are cool. But imagine living with one. Yeah, I, I, if it came strictly to cars, I would choose yellow over red. I agree with that, actually. I I don't hate I yellow. Mean, I don't know if I could live with a yellow car. I mean, think of red cars. Corvettes, Ferraris. Oh, if I got a Ferrari, it's going to be in the most un-Ferrari yeah. color humanly possible. It's right. going to be fucking yellow or Corvettes, it's going to be purple. Corvettes, little red Corvette. You know what's cooler than a red Corvette? A fucking yellow Corvette. Or a black Corvette. But you know some- what's cooler than a red Ferrari? A yellow Ferrari. Yep. But there's yep. some really pretty metallic reds. On yeah, see, cars. that's like, the problem. Yeah. You start throwing like a maroon in there. <sighs> but blue's kind of the go. Even yeah, John Holso's there's so many blues. Mazda. Blows, yeah, Holso's Mazda. Is, yeah. That red is that's just a gorgeous a, red. Just a deep maroon. Like a deep cherry red. But I think blue is the goat. The argument is red, yellow. And I, I think mean, I'm yellow, with you. Yellow, there's really only one option of yellow. It's got to be like, like an sunburst yellow or yeah, a like yellow. Yeah. I've always liked like the little... Slightly darker, like Amola or um, what was the one? Oh, the Ginster. Um, there's Ginster a yellow. That's like the perfect. There's yellow. a Lamborghini color. I remember 
taking a picture of a Lamborghini at Waterfest. I think it was in the sun. It's like a pearl, like metallic pearl yellow. It was yeah, see, fire. White yellow is tough. Remember I, the like this the bug eye Subarus came in that like Easter egg yellow. It yeah. was terrible. I feel like you guys need to call back to this question for Kyle. Because you know, all oh, he. This was a, this was a personal attack on Kyle. This was a we personal totally attack on Kyle. His, his color panels Wait, didn't are I fighting this? each other. Uh, we, I think you asked him what his favorite color on his car was. I think I think I fucked like Mary that. killed Kyle with the colors of a Harlequin one. Time. Maybe I thought. Did he say it was the blue? That's he. Favorite. I think he said Chagall blue is his favorite. I am a pistachio green man myself. Yeah, I like the pistachio. Pistachio green is the best. Chagall is. Like I'd probably. Pistachio. I'd probably kill tornado. To be honest, I probably would too because it turns pink after a year. Is that ginster yellow or it is gin? Uh, yes, it is ginster. I'm pretty sure it's ginster. It's tornado ginster. Um, pistachio green and Chagall blue. Pistachio, just because we didn't get that color. Well, in the pistachio states. and Chagall, we didn't get Chagall yeah. either. Chagall, those were the two colors we didn't get in the states. And is then Chagall tornado. that blue. Huh? Is Chagall that blue? Yeah, Chagall blue is the blue that's on the Harlequin. Oh yeah, because it's darker than that. It's other. a dark blue. Yeah. What is that? Jazz blue. I'm jazz, there's jazz it's blue. Darker than and... jazz. Oh my god. Blue. What the fuck? Porcelain. Dude? Porcelain. Doug's. Doug's was porcelain. Yeah, well, that's his was metallic. Half porcelain. Yeah. Jazz wasn't, but jazz is a brighter blue. Yep. Then. Yep. But Chagall. then Chagall blue is like a dark. And Steven like a, Chagall. Like Chagall blue is like royal blue, like a dark yeah. blue. So. Now that you've listened to us talk about Mark Three paint codes, oops! But that pistachio, I'm surprised I knew more than one of them. Pistachio is still the goat, though. Sorry, Kyle. Your car was yeah, be, that's, car, that's your car'd be cooler if it was a pistachio base. I think. Pist- is this I, a blue base? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a blue base. Pistachio might be on my list of like random car colors I would paint something. I've seen fully pistachio Mark Threes, but I will just say, like, if you know, you know, the second gen Scion XB teal color is the goat. I forget the Ooh, name of it. I don't know if I've seen that. I forget the name. It's it's like a Laguna Seca, but if it was more teal. You know what pains me to agree with on somebody that listens to us and that we love somewhat dearly? Uh, whatever color Doug's car is, that teal. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, the um, Mustang. It's not Cyclone Blue. Yes. Oh, that parties. That Scion Dude, color. I love Get- that color. That's what color, if I ever painted the Mark IV, is going to be that color. Oh, that color rules. Um. Wow, why can't I think of what Doug's color is? It's not cyclone. No, no. Something teal. Hold on. Oh, it, no, it's green. Be... It's green. What, the fox body? Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking for it. Uh, it is... Oh, my God. What is the name of that color? That's going to bother me. It's like cyclone green or... No, it's Calypso. Not. Calypso. Calypso. Calypso green. Thank you. Yeah, because it's very similar... It's a little lighter than the color of my Miata. A little less blue yeah, yeah, than my Miata agreed. has in it. But that's a, I've seen like well done examples of that and it's just such a good color. Yeah, that color fucks so hard. Like his Seven, engine bay. Have you seen the engine yeah, bay of it with the yeah. fresh paint? Huh. 70 Chevelle Fathom Blue is still one of my favorite colors of all time. It's like a deep metallic blue. That's dad 70 is that color. And he has the Fathom Green too. Right? He's got the Fathom Green on the 69s. The, both 69s are Fathom Green, I think. Or they're Forest Green, I don't remember. I think Fathom I gotta green. become friends with you. Oh no, the El Camino's Fathom Green. The 70 El Camino's Fathom Green. But the 70 Chevelle is Fathom Blue, white stripes, white interior. It just mm, it is a god tier color. Is combo. Fathom like, a, almost like a sea foam? No, it's like royal blue. Oh, it's like a it's like a royal metallic blue. I was thinking like like 57 Chevy sea nope. foam with the white. No. Nope. He oh. needs to give me a ride in that car. It's been since like 2008 since hey, he's given me a ride in that car. Real cool if I could drive a few of them. He said you could. We just need to go see him. 
Yeah, I know. Dan, I'll go over there and I'll break the ice. Uh, that's basically my dad's car, but his is a hard top, not a convertible. Oh, I hate your dad so much. <laughs> <laughs> With the white guts, is it um, is it a painted top or is it a soft like the? It's painted. It doesn't have the vinyl top. It's so he's it's full blue, white top, white stripes. It's oh, it's such a looker. Oh, was that his high school car? No, no, his high school car was the '69 hard top uh, SS396 hard top. That does not have a 396 Bro. in it anymore. It's got a 454 oh, it's in it. It's tough to get him to come down here, but I just want your dad to come on for an episode and just talk about classic cars. Oh, he would. Prob- he totally, no, he probably wouldn't. Uh, getting him here would be hard. Yeah, a two-hour drive. We yeah. could interview him at his house while we give you a tour. Yeah, you got to come take the tour. Oh, a YouTube video? You got to come take the tour. Of us of the, just of touring the, your dad's house talking about the like garage Mahal. NASCAR shit. Dude, he's got a... My uncle, I think it was, bought him. He has a Terry Labonte billboard. It was literally the, the wrap of a billboard from Terry when he had the got milk sponsorship he like cut it up and made it fit on one of the garage walls and it's just terry standing there with a milk mustache it's just got and he's in his driver's suit it just says got milk he also has like a special edition dale earnhardt um snap-on toolbox i've showed them yeah. that yeah i've showed them the earnhardt toolbox yeah yep. those are awesome yep well we should probably wrap this up yeah. we're still under three hours suck it kyle's the problem i honestly <laughs> I thought we were going to do this in an hour and 45. And we, then I was just looking at the clock. I was like, oh, we've actually been talking for a while. We rambled for a little bit, but we're good. Um, we had some fun. We had some fun. So Kyle will be back next week. Hopefully um, again, thoughts are with him and his family. What they're going through. I'll let him elaborate on that when he gets back. If he wishes, if he wishes, if not, that's perfectly fine. Um, yeah. So we will, uh, we'll see you guys next week. We will uh, recap all of the happenings at, what is At, it? What Atlanta, do we want to call it? Atlanta, Atlanta Super Speedway? Like Hotlantonadega Vegas. Hotlantonadega Vegas thing? Yeah, that thing. Um, check us out on, well, I guess I'll do both of them. On the Instagram at the Circle Jerks podcast, on the Twitter at Circle, Circle Jerks, Jerks underscore pod. I guess normal just do me and interrupt myself. I'm not going to do you though. Hey, why not? Um, go leave us reviews, uh, you know, B for B, all that fun crap that we talked about at the beginning. If you can't do anything monetarily, like we said, share us, leave us reviews, tell your buddies, tell your mom, tell your sister. Like, comment, subscribe. If yeah. you haven't already checked out the YouTube video where Kyle and Dan turn left and go fast a little bit, go check that out. I want to go fast. Survival Motoring's YouTube channel. Yeah, that video was fun. We had a good time making that. Um, Steph with, the, I take that back. with Steph. the money shots of Dan getting out of the car. I take the, that back. Steph had the, a good time making that video. I was the just there glory. as an actor. Yes. Yes, I, I had to learn how to be a videographer that day. You did good. You We gave Josh a lot of shit, and he cut it up real nice, and you done good. You kept making fun of me for taking random shots of you, but I was like, this is filler footage. And My look, favorite part of gonna, the whole- Are you going to teach her how to use the new camera yeah, if she doesn't yeah. already know? No, she's going to- Yeah, we're going to do that. Um, do a full My class. favorite part- so pictures of Rocco. My favorite part of that entire video is the intro. Where you, I did not know you were recording me oh, and it was Kyle. Just kind of like candid, you guys just walked. We were putting the helmets walking. on, and I was Kyle was like, "Big brain, not a lot of or, big, <laughs> big helmet, not a lot of brain." I was like, "Yeah, lots of room in this, a lot of room in there." Tight helmet. Like I didn't know you were recording that, and when I saw that at the start of the video, I was fucking dying because I remembered having that conversation. I did not know you recorded that, so yeah. kudos I was to you. Trying to get lots of little snippets. Did you of- delete everything off your phone? The hundred and something videos no, you took to do that just to it- save some. I'm, it's probably taking up so much space in my yeah. She probably watches the mullet flip like five times a day. No, she hates it. Just so. remind herself why she does what she I does, you know? I hate it. I tolerate it, though. Did you see me yesterday? I was a fucking goddess. American flag shorts on. I had Just the sleeveless. imagine if I had we the, could see that jawline, though. I had the... No. I had the I, sleeveless I Dale shirt on it. yesterday. So everyone 
leave don't do this no leave comments about dan having a mustache because i have not seen his chin since <laughs> 2007 six no earlier 2006, than that probably since probably we were, 05 since we were 17 18 so 2005 2006 no one has seen his chin i think it's about time <laughs> You bitch. Dan, you are a woolly mammoth. I'm sure it will grow back in three days. It will. It will grow back. I just don't want to go through the itchy stage. That sucks. She'll scratch it for you. No, she won't. Rocco will. Rocco will definitely. Imagine him like, oh, he's going to love the scruff and the cats. (laughs) The cow cheese will love it. They will love that. Um, I don't know. Did you hear last week? What? Ronan's mom. I've been listening to you guys for like a year and I, that's not what I pictured y'all looked like. I want to know what she pictured though. She should need, she needs to, I need to elaborate. Yeah. What did she think we looked like? That's what, Oh, I like that. What was her prediction? All right. Mama Ronan two like 40 year old bald guys. Mama Mama Ronan, you have a homework assignment. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. We're almost hitting three hours and we Kyle be sweating right now. If he was here. So don't forget hit the outro. I'll probably forget. I hope I hit the right button. No, I know which one it is. I just checked my picture on the phone. So we, (laughs) we Gucci, uh, we will catch you guys next week. Well, two of us will. She probably won't. I'm Dan Walker. I'm Stephanie Walker. I'm Norm Peltier. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. <laughs> we don't need you, Kyle.